Christ, you people suck. <laughs> wow. Wolverine on a tangent. Back in the days when we played video games, it was hardcore for the nerdy and lazy. Now things have changed and all our video games are also for the casual and lady. But that's okay, you know the score. We told you a million times before. Playing consoles, not just games, is in the past. It's time for another week of N4G Radio, episode 488, for September 18th, 2017. We're in the thick of it, boys. Oh, yeah. September's here. October's going to be insane. November, we get new hardware. And in December, Jay will be upset because they will eventually delay Xenoblade at the last minute. (laughs) (laughs) Eat a bag of dicks, Ken. Eat a giant gummy bag <laughs> of dicks. Okay? Gummy, gummy dicks. So. Yeah. You can actually send gummy dicks to people anonymously. That's kind of you, can, you can anonymously send shit to people, too. Well, well, well yeah. I, that, seems, that, seems, that doesn't seem very gentlemanly. At least the gummy uh, dicks are edible. When it's funny, right? Yeah, and but who's, it's it's who's, still a gift. Who's going to eat a dick? Dude, you, you send me a bag of gummy dicks... I will totally eat them. You send me a bag of gummy anything, and I'll sit there and tear them apart. Exactly. Gummies are awesome. All right. I kind of love gummies. Yeah, me too. Uh, Okay. Uh, But anyway, on the show this week, we have Drew. Hello. And we have Jay. Bonjour, no. Um, I I haven't heard from Ryan, so I don't know. Oh, hold on. I might have just got a text. Yes. He said he'll be here in a couple minutes. Okay. Sounds good. So we'll have Ryan. Um, But anyway... There's a lot of video games going on, and I know we should probably start timestamping these shows. That'd be good. For, like, here's where you can skip if you don't care about Destiny. Yeah. And here's mm-hmm. where you can skip when you don't care about Overwatch. Mm. So, well, that that's good, but that's just more work for you, Ken, so that's all Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to do it. I'm just making a joke. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Granted, if only we were that. Yeah, Overwatch has been kind of dead, although I did play it. This week. I did too. I did yeah. too. Yeah, so, but uh, anyway, Drew, we'll start with you. You can make the decision to get it out of the way first, or you can save it. I don't care. I mean, all right, well, here's our Overwatch minute. Uh, I did play Overwatch just to get my um, my loot boxes for the arcade, pretty much. Oh, um, I didn't mean the Overwatch. I, we had a lot more complaints about Destiny this week than we did Overwatch. Oh, people saying we talk too much about Destiny? Well, there's a lot of people that don't, and, and the problem is everybody's talking about that game right now. That's well, true. So, and it's well, it's like long conversation. It is kind of like the, the hot game, right? Sure, so, sure, sure. It is the new MMO. But, I mean, but, but it's, really it's one of those games that when somebody hates it, they really hate it. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, I get it. Nice. I mean, uh, yeah, I'm still playing Destiny. Um, the raid came out. I have not attempted it yet. Still trying to get some guys together to do that. Um, did the nightfall? Uh, some people don't like the changes to the nightfall. Now it's timed because if anybody remembers the original nightfalls, everybody just kind of 
stood back and sniped the boss so it couldn't hit them, but you could hit it and stuff like that. So they changed it to where you, you have to move now. Um, I, I think that's a good change because the way people did Nightfalls before wasn't skill-based. They just cheesed it every time. It's like, this is the corner that you can hide where you can hit the boss and the boss can't hit you. And then they would make YouTube videos and then that's basically how you did the Nightfall. Uh, but we you know with this change, with the time limit, you know, not being able to just kind of stand back and just kind of... How does the Nightfall respawn systems work anyway? Um, you can respawn as many times as you want. There is a timer now. Mm-hmm. Um, the, you, like, if everybody dies, you don't go back to orbit kind of thing and have to start it over. Uh, now, uh, since it's time-based, there are certain gimmicks to uh, each Nightfall that um, allow you to extend time. So the first nightfall, every time you killed an enemy, it would add 10 seconds or 5 seconds to the timer. Um, In this current nightfall, since the reset, since they had a reset, they had a new one, you have to jump through. There's certain parts of the the, um, strike that have uh, rings that you can jump through. And every time you jump through a ring, it adds 30 seconds. Oh, and does does that mean for just one player or just for each player can do that? Everybody does it as a team. Oh, uh, okay. So okay. not only do you have to be fast, but you also have to be you know strategic with uh, This is the uh, – now the, this week's raid is – I mean uh, the Nightfall is the one that was in the beta, right? Yes, the inverted uh, spire. Okay. Yeah. All right. So um, everybody should be kind of well-versed in that. Um, I've done a lot of strikes. I've done them all uh, multiple times, so you know I know my way around most of them. I'm a little disappointed that they don't have heroic uh, strikes. They have heroic nightfalls for whatever reason. Who the, who the fuck is 300 light that's doing that right now, though? Like, why don't why don't they have heroic strikes instead? I don't know. It's weird to me. But yeah, still playing a lot of Destiny. I'm probably gonna write my review. Uh, this week sometime. I was really wanting to try out the raid and hopefully beat it before I wrote my review, but um, I'm I'm pushing two weeks after launch. Anybody who's wanted this game has already bought it. I gotta say, uh, I ran out of steam. Really? I finished the campaign. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've done four or five strikes. Um, I don't know. I just, when I, as soon as I finished the campaign, I went to that new area that opens up with all the stuff I ran around did a few of the stories um was looking at all the stuff that I got you know went and picked up all the things I couldn't pick up till I was 20 because I hit 20 in the middle of the the final campaign and I got all that stuff and then I'm like I think I'm good no you don't want to try the raid I I not I couldn't get as many people I mean you can't even get six and everybody's playing on PS4 there's no way I could get six on Xbox well Here's the good thing about that, and the, I mean, you can take it as you will. Uh, there is a new addition to Destiny 2 called Guided Games. Uh, guided Games are you basically sign up for it and say, hey, I want a guild or a clan to take me through something. So they have guided uh, nightfall raids, and they have, or they have guided nightfall strikes, and they have guided raids where it pairs you up with people who are paired up in a clan and they basically say here let us show you how to do this um and it's all volunteer so obviously if you join join into one solo you're going to be paired with people who said okay we are part of a clan and we want to show new people how to do this um and i've heard 
I mean, this is just, you know, through what I see on Twitter and stuff like that. There are some some people out there who say, hey, these guys actually helped me out and showed me how to do this. And, you know. Have, are, you, or, have you done the guided thing yourself? I have not. Maybe I'll try that for Nightfall just to see how that works. But I kind of feel bad because I'm already in a clan. Isn't that like to kind of recruit new people to your clan, right? Kind of, yeah. So if I'm already in a clan and I'm not interested in joining a clan, I just want to, you know, I just want to party up or something, right? So I would kind of feel bad if they teach me how to do everything and then then they don't get to reap any benefits because I'm still in another clan. I'm not going to join those guys every time. Anytime you do a guided uh, game uh-huh. with clan members, it gives your clan XP for it. So they their clan also gets experience for it. Too, yes. Then, I guess? Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's there's like benefits for both, I guess. Yeah. Uh, sounds alright. I'm interested in trying it out. There's, um, or we could definitely do one, like me and you team up and get one person from somebody else to, to do oh, it. Oh, yeah, there. yeah. We can, you can try that too. We'll try that for Nightfall later. Okay. But yeah, it's, um, it's, they've done a lot of cool things in this game, like the whole clan XP and, uh, stuff like that. And you, your clan levels up and everybody gets rewards because of it. And it's really interesting how they handle that stuff. Um, I don't know. I, I just I just kind of ran out of steam. Like I I just don't want to play it. Right the now. the I feel like the issue with you is that you need a group. You know, I mean, I, like I have grouped up with people like some old old uh, teammates I played with before, but um, that would really bring you on because you know you'd want to do the nightfall. You'd want to do you'd want to get ready for the raid. Do you, do you know what your power level is? Ken? Two eleven. Two eleven. Yeah. Um, You've still got tons of room to grow just by playing the game. I know, but that, uh, that's kind of my problem. I, I am playing with one other person, so it's not like I'm playing solo. But yeah. I just the the loop of the game has I just feel exhausted of it. Like I want right. I want to play something else. So you you, you kind of sound like how I felt with the uh, Uncharted, like Lost Legacy. Uh, I enjoy that game. I like it, but I kind of don't want to play any more of it. Kind of deal. So I just kind of stopped in middle. I didn't have to, but I wanted to play other games. This is not the gameplay experience that I'm really interested in playing right now. So it sounds pretty similar. And yeah, I mean, like, I could, the, not just not in the mood, you know? Yeah, I've I, you know I've I've opened up the world by finishing the campaign, which they lock a lot of weird stuff behind finishing it or hitting twenty or whatever. But I've got that open now, so I can always go back to it, and there's plenty for me to do. Um, I I don't feel like it's a bad thing. Like the 20, 25 hours that I've played it, I feel like I got my, you know, if I'd have paid 60 bucks for it, I felt like I got my 60 bucks out of it. Oh yeah. So I'm not disappointed in it. I think I'm just kind of done right now. Mm. Okay. Sure. Well, I, I would highly suggest Ken, before you hang up that game, much like you did with destiny one, try the raid because I like, I, I can't speak for this raid, but destiny one, the best thing about that game was the raid. Agreed. And uh, like you missed out on a really great piece of content for Destiny One because you didn't do Vault of Glass. The the issue again for uh, the raid is that he's two two eleven. He's gonna need like ten, maybe fifteen hours to get to two sixty. Oh yeah. Plus in order to get to the raid, so there's the barrier of entry is rather steep still. Yeah, uh, to get to that best content. Yeah, but if I come back to the game in six months, I'll, I'm sure I'll have plenty of gear to pick up that'll drop me right up there. <laughs> uh, probably, but that's pro- uh, that's around the time I'm guessing the second raid would probably launch with the expansion pass. Oh, right? sure, but the first one yeah. ain't going away. 
Yeah, yeah, true, but you know, it's gonna be difficult to find. Maybe the guided games is the solution, right? If you can actually find people to uh, play with and get into uh, get into raids with, maybe that's the solution to the problem there. Yeah, I, I would. I mean, if anything, if you really wanted to try out some of that stuff, I would say try the guided game stuff. From what I understand, there's people out there who are generally wanting to help people. Well, maybe and after not, after the game apocalypse of 2017, maybe I'll revisit Destiny. That's okay. true. October is hot on the heels. October is those like the amount of games coming out in October and the quality of said games more than likely would take you till February in order to get through all of them. You maybe know, even more. Maybe depending more. on your I interest. Mean, some of those games are pretty big, like you know Assassin's Creed. Mario is probably pretty pretty big. So. I don't know. I have. I'm looking at my um, GameFly queue, and I have 13 games in October that I'm interested yeah, in playing. October. Is, 13 games. October's nuts. By the way, welcome to the Wombert. Howdy. What's up? How are y'all? Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah man. You you yeah. you skipped most of the Destiny talk, so I think you're good. Oh well, I've I've been playing I know, a ton I know. of Destiny. <laughs> I yeah. Know. Damn it, we're uh, going to talk about it again. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's just get some quick impressions out of the way. No, no, absolutely. I think it's fantastic. I think it's better than the first one in just about every way. Yeah. Uh, granted, I um, I have a little bit different perspective on the first one than most of you guys because I didn't play it as long or as much or as many times with groups as you guys did. I'm much more of a solo player, right? So that... Uh, changes my perspective, obviously, but I did. I I feel like this one is just so much better than the first one, um, and uh, to the point that I'm excited every time I get a chance to play it, which is not something I could say about the first one. Um, so yeah, I'm power level two eighteen. So like Ken, I got a lot of work to do before I could get to a, a raid level, but um, you know. I'm uh, I'm I'm enjoying the ride enough that uh, uh, I don't mind. See, that's good. To, like you, you actually want to grind and play some more. And this yeah, game, this it, game does a good job of that. So I think it helps too that honestly, I don't play first-person shooters. Right? I I just mm. don't really play first-person shooters, and so um, I'm not burnt out on first-person shooters coming into this. Right. Um, and you know, it's, it's Bungie who make about my favorite first person shooters. So, you know, it, uh, that certainly helps my appetite. Yeah. They, oh, make, they make a good shooter. By the way, the, the single player campaign felt much more halo than Destiny. Yeah. Much more yeah. halo. There's even, oh, there's there's even a, a tank thing. level. I mean, come yeah, on. Yeah, tank <laughs> level and escape as well at the end. It felt very well, I haven't classic. I have beat it button. yet, so... Oh, sorry. Sorry, oh, Ryan. I, I, my, my mistake. I thought uh, I thought you guys... I assumed you beat it. Wait, no, your, I, your light level is over 200 and you yeah, haven't beat the game yet? You're gonna, oh, wow. You're going to fucking plow through the fucking final <laughs> I haven't even. I haven't even gone to IO yet. The first... The, the final mission is what? Recommended 180? I think I beat that game at like 170 light level. Yeah, so. I think it recommends 180, and you have to be a level 16. To, because when I was playing with Justin, he was like at, right at the cusp of 16, and it wouldn't let me start the mission, so we had to level him up real quick. Yeah, I um, I, I recognize I'm going to be over-leveled for the rest of the game, but I got um, 
I'm I'm not the type of person that can just leave all the uh, side missions to the end and come back for them all. Uh, that's just not really who I am. And I'm also not the type of person that can walk past people getting ready to start a player event. <laughs> and those, not those public events in. are good too. So they're yeah. fantastic. And I and the nice thing about them is even though they're a little bit repetitive, obviously, because um, the same it's the same thing. It just repeats over and over again. Um, I have played that freaking Walker mission on uh, Titan probably 40 times. Holy fuck. And wow. uh, I would still play it again. You do the heroic one? Yeah, 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 where you get all the things in the... That that actually explains your high light level at the, at the point of the game that you're yeah, in. You, they give you, you do a heroic, points. they give you so much XP for a heroic. Yeah. Well, that one in the... Um, uh, I've done... I've only been able to do it one time be, just because of the people that end up being in there. Um, you're so dependent in those public events on everybody knowing what to do to open the heroic up. Yeah. Um, and uh, I have played the one with the witches. Uh, Inside um, that area right there? Yeah, I've yeah. played that one a bunch and have only been able to do the heroic once um, because it it never triggers. you got to shoot the crystals that are above the, the door. So you know the, the so you, so you when the witches come, you, there's those two circles, right? Yep. You have to have somebody standing in both circles, and then uh, when the door opens and the witches come out, you, there's these crystals that are above the door on the left and right side of it. Oh, shoot, shoot those crystals, why. and then you kill the witches, and it turns into a heroic. Oh, okay. All right, that makes sense. Then I knew you had to stand in the circles. Yeah, but uh, I didn't know that about the crystals, so that'll help for next time. Yeah, uh, but yeah, no, it's um, I love the game. I think it's it's exactly what I hoped it would be. Um, you know, I I bought my PS4 specifically for the first Destiny, and um, uh, this is is basically exactly what I hoped it would be. So, um, you know, I, I will say I'm. Uh, I'm playing crucible matches now to try and do the that thing. I don't imagine once I get my requisite number of crucible matches done that I will come back to this much. Um, I'm just not a fan of the player versus player. Uh, I have I have warmed up to it specifically, probably because I'm generally fighting against people who are higher power level than me, and also because um, I'm just not very good at competitive multiplayer so all right i'm not i'm not either but yeah i suck at it that's why i love I, uh, watch because i'm not actually trying to kill other people <laughs> yeah I, i've i've actually gotten to a groove with the uh with the pvp and uh destiny and um i can hold my own now so i've had a good time with it yeah. there's there's still a lot of people who like i'm watching like you, when you die, you have to wait to respawn. And I'm watching yep. my, my my teammates. I'm like, God, there's two guys right behind you. You're not even paying a fucking thing. And I, like, I'd watch them, and I'm sitting there watching them get killed. I'm like, turn around, you fuckhead. Nope. So what um what class is everybody? I'm playing a titan. Um, hunter warlock. Jay, what are you? A uh, hunter. Okay. So we got a nice diverse little group here. I'm a warlock too. So nice. I, I love my hunter. I tried playing the warlock during the beta, and I was like, "This is boring." Wait till like, you unlock the um, 
storm caller. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I, I really like what the hunter does, though. It um, it rewards precision strikes above all else for a lot of the class perks. So it makes the game more fun for me because I'm always aiming for crits. I'm not yeah. I'm not just shooting at dudes. I'm always aiding, aiming for the headshots and the critical points. So that makes the game more enjoyable to me because it, it feels more skill-based. The Titan is weird. So the Titan is not particularly a tank, per se, as it is more of a get in somebody's face and, and knock the hell out of them. Yeah. Because most of their subclasses revolve around getting like punching them in the face. Um like the the striker class, you know, is all about arc, you know, everybody's seen that from the first Destiny. Even the shield one, the shield bearer one is all about getting in guys' faces and, and knocking the hell out of them. The only one that's not really is the the one where you throw the hammers, the fire one, which I haven't really messed with that much. So hmm. But yeah, there's your destiny uh your destiny corner. Your destiny yeah, corner. Destiny corner for the week. We, we so, won't spend an hour talking about it. Yeah, so, yeah. Sounds like a like a boy band, Destiny's Corner. <laughs> it's an offshoot of Destiny's Child. Yeah, hell yeah. Uh, the other game that I play, and I'm playing it for review, is uh, Dishonored Death of the Outsider. I'm oh, nice. playing this as well. So, if anybody knows me, <laughs> they know that I played Dishonored 1, particularly the remastered one on the PlayStation 4, and I could not fucking stand it. <laughs> And you, you and your hatred for stealth games, that's not MGS, man. Yeah, that, uh, that's the thing. MGS is not really a stealth game. Come on. It's kind of not, but I mean, you're not encouraged to fight dudes in that game either, though. I know. So, I didn't like it at all. Uh, I'm probably about two hours into this new Dishonored game, and I like it. I like, <laughs> I, I like this one a lot more than I like, too. Really? The, yeah. Okay. The, the reason why is because in this game they want you to kill people. Yeah, that's that's the thing. Because the one thing I hated about Dishonored One particularly is that they kept pounding it into your head that hey, killing guys has bad consequences. Don't kill guys. Try to try to take them out, you know, nonviolently. And so that's what I tried to do, and it ended up being a frustrating mess for me. In this game, fuck it, just. You don't even have to sneak up to a guy. Just go up to him and stab him in the fucking neck. Yeah. And I'm okay with that. You know, and you're never getting something saying, "Oh, don't kill people." Uh, you know, they they say, "Oh, you can take them out." You know, without killing them. But fuck it, who cares? You, you're 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 a bad guy in this game. Yeah, the story feels more revengey than the other ones. Like I I feel like they really want you to just murder a lot of people, and your character feels like they have a reason to murder people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Uh, and the premise of the story is great if you followed the first two, because I mean, just from the subtitle, you know what's up. Um, I'm curious actually about the uh, the set subtitle because if you do succeed in killing the outsider, then that means there's no more Dishonored games. Yeah, well, I haven't so, finished it, so I don't know if you succeed. But... Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm not getting into any spoilers either because I haven't played it yet. I actually have the copy coming in the mail soon, so I'll play it. But that interests me because, like, for example, Drew, you had the similar experience with The Last of Us where you liked the uh, the standalone, well, not the standalone, but the DLC, but you didn't like the original game, right? Yeah. Well, I, to be honest with you, I still don't really like the combat in The Last of Us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in this one, I still don't really like the stealth in this game. But 
it's not particularly required. Um, yeah, you, you still have to kind of sneak around because if you do get overwhelmed, then you're, you're going to die. Um, but I feel like when I get spotted, it's not, oh, shit, I need to run. It's more like, okay, it's on. We're trying to kill some guys. Um, and is there anything more satisfying than a parry kill? The parry kills are really fun. I tell you, the, my my favorite fucking thing is that damn thing that grabs guys. Oh, the hook, the hook, the mine. hook, the hook mine thing is so much fun <laughs> because you just throw that thing down and I got two guys grabbed them. Yeah, it's it's so much fun. But now that's uh, I I'm actually really enjoying this one. Uh, I still feel like you can die too easy. Yeah, yeah there's, there's been a couple times I'm just like, really, I got hit twice. You also kill dudes really fast too, so that's kind of evens out. So they die yeah. fast and you die fast. I think that's fair. Yeah, but um, yeah, and the loading is ten times better because in Dishonored Remastered or whatever, you would sit there to loading screen for thirty seconds, mm. and in this one, eh, maybe ten seconds tops. Yeah. That's so nice. yeah, and it's it's it, it all feels kind of more. You're in levels. Instead of like this giant open world kind of deal, they kind of did that in the second game. Okay, so like, yeah, I, I, I didn't. The second, like literally, the premise of like the the layout of this game is exactly the same. You're on the ship, you take a uh, road, go down to the level, do the level, come back to the ship. That's how the second yeah. game worked. And they give you um, side quests uh, to do. Did you burn? In the did level. you burn the dog? Nope, I did. <laughs> how did you do it? There's a boiler upstairs. Son of a fucking bitch. It took bitch. me forever to find it, but eventually I finally found it. I didn't know to do that. I killed the dog. I was like, all right, good. All right. And then I left. And I was like, mission failed. What the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. You got to burn, oh, you gotta you burn, gotta burn it. it. I'm like, fuck off. You gotta, it, doesn't, like, you? it doesn't tell you that unless you read the flavor text of the of the quest. So, like, I picked up the dog, I'm like, what? and this took me forever to find the damn boiler. I'm like, where where do I burn? So I tried to throw it on a candle at one point, that didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, there's no, like, arrow telling me where to burn it. I don't see a place to burn it. But, yeah, I did kill it, and I, and I left the mission, and it said, oh, you didn't burn the dog. I'm like, fuck. Well, the game is designed very well that you could go back and clean up what you missed because I missed uh, the poster that's the only thing I missed in the first level was the poster I didn't get the poster I didn't even know I was looking for one yeah I got all six bone charms and I missed the poster and I did the two side quests the the interesting thing about Dishonored I think to me or rather the best aspects of it are has always been the level designs so when the level design really shines is when you are going through it stealthily, right? Because it shows you all the different avenues that you can take using different powers. So if you have the if you have certain abilities, you can go through this route. If you have certain other abilities and not that one, then you can go through this route. And depending on how you decide to approach the situation, you have a multitude of options. But if you're kind of going in there, kind of guns blazing, uh, you kind of miss out on a lot of that really good level design. So... I don't know. That's that's not that's not the way that I would like to play it. But uh, to hear you guys say that you like going kind of you know killing everybody and having fun doing that too, I, I think that speaks well for the game too because it it makes both avenues of gameplay you know um, possible and also fun, which is very important, very difficult to do in a stealth oriented game. Because man, remember like playing the earlier Splinter Cell games. Oh, if, if you're if you're spotted, you're dead. Yeah, that's just how it is. There's no fighting your way out of that. 
So it's it's, it's nice to have an option, and uh, sounds good. I'm I'm looking forward to playing it. It's a very <laughs> hard. It's one of the. It's, I think it's one of the harder things in video games to balance is a game that can do both non-lethal and lethal playthroughs. Yeah, yeah. they do. They did it pretty well in uh, Deus Ex. Yeah, Deus Ex is pretty good. Um, also, also another game with excellent level design too, to really facilitate that aspect of it. I actually yeah. got that in the first level where where I was like, "How the fuck do I get up here to this person's office?" And I kept looking around. I was like, "I don't, I don't see a fucking place." There was there was an option to bribe one of the people to open a door for you, and I was like, "Well, I don't have a hundred coins to to give this person. Even if I do, I don't want to fucking give it to him." Yeah. So I, I was like, well, "I got And I was like, "I got to figure out a way to get around there." And um. And all of a sudden, I just looked up, and I was like, oh, there's something right here I could go through. So I started climbing, and then all of a sudden, I'm in, I'm in the fucking rafters and shit. And I was like, okay, this is kind of cool. I, and then I, I just I, – go ahead. I murdered that lady. Oh, I did too. <laughs> so so I, I – the woman that you're supposed to get to free somebody, um, you, you don't have to kill them. I shocked her and knocked her out. And then while she was laying on the ground, I cut her in half. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, did. I do that a lot. <laughs> and then when I left, uh, that the woman who was like, uh, who who was wanting me to pay her a hundred coins to open the door, I snuck up behind her and shoved my fucking knife into her back. <laughs> and I said, "There's your money. <laughs> There's your money. <laughs> Keep the change." <laughs> one of the things I one of the things I enjoyed about the the first, um. Dishonored game was the fact that a lot of times for the main targets, the non-lethal options seemed a lot worse than death. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. true. Well, in the in the first level, you didn't really get that. It was just like you need to rescue somebody, yeah. and so this this woman has the key to get basically get him out. Um, and so it wasn't like you had to talk to the person or or you know kill them or anything like that. It was just basically the key. I killed her anyway. Yeah, that's what was funny is I didn't even realize I had the key because I was walking around doing the two side missions. And then I go back to the main room, the boxing room, and I was like, what do I need? I'm like, oh, my thing's updated. Oh, I have the key. Must have murdered her. <laughs> <laughs> and then at the end of that mission, everybody just fucking dies. <laughs> yeah, kill them all. But yeah, no, it's... I, it's weird because I was thinking, oh god, I gotta fucking review this game. But um, now, aren't you glad ever, nobody else took it? It's okay. Yeah, I, I would have taken it, but the Xbox One copy came, so that's uh, yeah. PR is weird. Like you, I didn't request it, and that's the one that showed up. Yeah, that's, that's uh, the, the kind of randomize that it feels like sometimes. Yeah, it's like PR don't respond, and then they'll just send you whatever code. And I'm like, uh, well, all right. I, almost everybody has an Xbox One. Somebody will take it too. When did Dishonored Two come out? Last year? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Is this supposed to be? Was this originally supposed to be like DLC for that game or something? Or uh, I think it was always standalone. Mm. Yeah. I'm curious to how long this is. I heard about seven, eight hours. Okay. Yeah. That, that, that that seems about right. Yeah, yeah. that yeah. feels pretty Very good. Very digestible. And, and considering it's thirty dollars, you know, that's not a bad price because it is. They don't really shortchange anything. Everything from Dishonored Two is in there. You know, bone charms, upgrades, you know, all that stuff. So yeah. Oh, the if you like that game, maybe give Dishonored Two a shot. I mean, it's basically the same game. You have uh, all your offensive powers are very strong in Dishonored Two. Yeah. If uh, there's a YouTuber guy called I think Stealth Gamer BR, 
and he makes his videos, um, you know, from games like Deus Ex, um, Dishonored, Hitman, and he shows you he shows you all these crazy things that you can do. So he basically finishes a level in in the most like crazy, gruesome, fast way possible in a lot of ways, and a lot of creative things that he does. And when you see those gameplay footages and you see how those different types of powers kind of interact with each other and what you can do, it's, it's kind of crazy. He can use, like, severed heads of people in Dishonored to, like, stun them for, like, a brief moment. And then they stagger backwards and fall down a cliff and some weird random cliff stuff like that. So uh, check that guy out. It's, it's got some really crazy videos up there. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's that's pretty much it. Uh, just a little bit of Guild Wars 2 here and there with uh, a couple of my buddies. But... I'm surprising you're sticking with that after Destiny 2 came out. Yeah, it was one of those where he, like... He sent me a Facebook message saying, "Hey, you want to do it tonight?" And I'm like, "Yeah, sure." And so we, uh, I just kind of took the day off of Destiny and and uh, run a dungeon with him. Got some loot and leveled up a little bit. Nice. All right, so we'll move on. Jay, what do you? We haven't played. Uh, well, I've been mainlining um, Room for V3, so that means I haven't been playing too much of anything else. But uh, at the end of the week, I did finish the game on Friday, so that's when I started playing Destiny Two. And um, let's see. I also played Etrian Odyssey 5, the demo that came out on the 3DS uh, eShop. And uh, that game is excellent. Anyone play Etrian Odyssey games here at all? No. That's, that's I have. Drew, have you played it? Uh, I didn't play the demo, but I've played multiple Etrian Odyssey games. Oh, yeah. Which one did you play? Um, Three. I reviewed three, I think. On uh, the DS one? Uh. Yeah, or no, I reviewed one on 3DS. 3DS, I think it's Etrian Odyssey 4. Okay. Came out on 3DS. There was the Untold Games, which I did, so I'm guessing you didn't do those. No, and I also did the Persona uh, 4 oh, and yeah. 3 one. That yeah, was Persona like... Q. I Q? Think the Labyrinth or something yeah. like that, right? Yeah. I did that. I mean, I've played a good amount of Etrian Odyssey games in my day, and then I've, obviously I played like Strange Journey, which is basically Etrian Odyssey. Uh, it's a little different on the the whole mapping from. But what do you what what are your impressions about Etrian Odyssey games in general? I like them. They're really good mm-hmm. RPGs. They're also difficult as fuck. Oh, they're very very difficult for sure. And it's the barrier to entry in that is kind of high. It is. Uh, luckily, they have those er- easier uh, you know difficulty modes. They're still challenging, mind you. Like even yeah. uh, even on like basic or easy difficulty, they're still pretty cha- pretty challenging, and then harder than most RPGs still. But um, it's more manageable. You're not gonna get killed every like five minutes or something like that. Um, the thing that I like about Etrian Odyssey is that when I first uh, walk into a new floor, right, or you know, stratosphere or whatever they like to call it, and um, I just walk in. And I have no idea where I should go. Basically, no no kind of indication of where I should be going, what direction I should be going. And the map at the bottom of the screen is empty. And it is my job to fill out that map by hand using a stylus as I walk panel by panel trying to figure out where I'm supposed to go. And more than any other game that I've ever played, I think Etrian Odyssey feels like I'm really exploring. 
You know, I feel like an explorer playing Etrian Odyssey because as I'm there charting each po- each point of the map, point, putting in like icons for certain certain things of note, like oh, this place has like a mining deposit that I should come back to. You know, it refreshes every day. This place has a dead end; it's, it's a locked door that I don't know how to open. So I put like a little locked door mark on there so I can come back to it later. And as I continue uh, continue to press forward in these dungeons, I met with all these really dangerous enemies that I don't know how to deal with at first. But as I start to understand that their kind of attack patterns and figure out the kind of attacks that they're able to do, I'm able to work around that. And they also have these FOEs, which are these huge threats that when you get there for the first time, you're not really able to beat. So you have to kind of work around them, uh, trying to trying to navigate around them, try to bait them, lure them in some different ways. There's uh, environmental hazards, there's secret passageways. There's just so much to each floor. And each floor feels like, well, each uh, each kind of like layer feels like its own world because one could be like greenery, you know, it's nice and nice and bright outside. One could be like in the underground dungeon, you know, where there is like not even a little bit of light. There's like magma everywhere. So whenever I play Etrian Odyssey, it feels like I just wanna I just wanna see what's next. Every time I go to a floor, I wanna I wanna map out this floor completely without any without any like mistakes here and there, and. I don't really feel that way when I'm playing any other RPGs. Like, for example, I'm playing like Persona Five, right? I'm when I le- go into a level, I'm not thinking about like, oh, what is this level really going to be throwing at me? I'm thinking about going from point A. Well, I got to find the restroom. I got to make my progress. I don't feel like I- I'm really exploring that area too much at all. But because of the the factor of making your own map and how different these individual zones are, it really makes me feel. Uh, like I'm really involved into the creation of the map and the exploration of the world itself. And that on top of the fact that you make your own party from the, the ground up, like each one of your party member, which you have, you can have five of in, in your, uh, in your set party at once. You choose their race, you choose their class, you choose their skills, all the things that you have for customization. Like you, you also change the way they look and they have a pretty cool color modifier this time around too, which is nice. So. Fully customized party of your own choosing. They may or may not work depending on what you, you know, what you had in mind. And it takes a decent amount of time to level up. So to really test things out, you have to put in the time and effort. But when, when things really start clicking and you figure out what class works together with what, it just, it's just really, really rewarding. And that's the thing. It's not, it's not a game that you can just kind of pick up for the first time and say like, oh, this is an easy game that I can play for 10 minutes. This is a game that you kind of want to play for like long bouts of time because you don't want to get lost in where you were and whatnot. But it's just really one of a kind, this, this series. And Persona Q tried to kind of bring more, bring more of a uh, wider appeal, trying to bring the Persona crowd into the Etrian Odyssey formula. But the, it really skimped out on a lot of the, a lot of what Etrian Odyssey is about. In terms of creating your own characters and really going deep with character customization and doing like multiple classes and all that jazz, so like if if anything that I said uh, like interests you at all, like de- definitely check out the demo because the demo itself should take you like multiple hours for you to finish. It's not it's not easy. It's it's like a meaty chunk of content and it's free. So de- definitely check it out. It looks good too, um, as as being the the latest edition on the 3ds. So. Uh, if you if you haven't, you should check out the demo uh, if you if you can, Drew, on 3ds. It's pretty good. All right. 
Yeah, and um, hopefully, I, I'm thinking of covering it in the uh, month of October. Like, I would, I would rather cover that game than a lot of like other like AAA games coming out. That's how much I enjoy the series. And also, it's also portable, so I can kind of you know break it out and play whenever I'm uh, kind of tied up, uh, not being at home and whatnot. So that's that's an extra plus. But that's basically it. I mean, I, I play, I spent the most amount of time playing Danganronpa, but I can't talk about it. But I will just simply say that we're gonna have a lot of fun in Phoenix Down. Uh, I'm really looking forward to the theories that you're gonna come up with after the first episode, Drew. You and uh, you, you and Matt are gonna are gonna have a lot of fun, like trying to wrap your head around this one. Can't wait for it, man. Yeah, it's it's gonna be wild, man. It's gonna be a wild, wild ride. <laughs> All right, so we'll move on to the one, but you play anything besides Destiny? Yeah, um, I played a, um, a decent amount of Mario and Rabbits. It's a good game. Um, which is awesome game. Yeah, very, very good. Um, and uh, really, honestly, that's it. I mean, most of my <laughs> time was most of my time was Destiny Two and and Rabbids. Um, those are those are some heavy time investment games, though. They so are heavy understand. time investment games. Yeah. yeah. Um, the and then I also got from GameFly, which I'm probably just going to end up sending back to them because I just don't see how I'm going to have time to play it right now. I got. Um, uh, oh, what's it called? Pillars of Eternity is that what it's called? Oh yeah, you ain't got oh, time to play that's, that. Yeah, that's uh, that's another super <laughs> meaty game. The Baldur's Gate RPG. That's yeah. like an EDR RPG with like ex- expansion packs and stuff. So yeah, so that's, the uh, uh, that's why I said I'm probably just gonna go ahead and send that back because I don't see how I'm gonna have time to play it. Um, and I'll I'll end up just picking it up at some point down the line. Yeah, when it's on sale or something like that, that makes sense. Right, but. Uh yeah, that's pretty much it. All right. Well, I'll, I'll end it by saying that I played two games I can't talk about, which are funny enough, Pock and DX. I can't. <laughs> what? I can't talk <laughs> about that. Nintendo, baby. Nintendo and Nintendo embargo. They don't make sense. Well, I'll talk about Pocket on Wii U. Uh, it's pretty good if you like Pokemon and Tekken. I can't. Yeah, I, I, I reviewed the review version. I enjoyed it quite a bit. I can't comment good. on your <laughs> statements. I'm <laughs> <laughs> um, also playing Project Cars 2 because I didn't figure anybody would want to try to take that thing on. That's uh, there's a lot to that game. That's all I'm gonna say. All right. Uh, I did check out a few other things. Uh, I checked out Raiders of the Broken Planet, which was in uh, open beta this weekend. Uh, the new game from Mercury Steam. Is it? Mercury Stream, the people that did the Metroid game? Yeah. This is their new, like, full-fledged console title. They made another game on top of the Metroid game at the same time? This game was announced before that. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, so this thing is... It feels a lot like Metal Gear 5. Really? Like, down to the fact that the dude that you play in the tutorial looks a hell of a lot like Snake... It's um, it's an interesting game. So you can play it cooperatively with up to, I think it's four or five people. And then you just take on these missions. Uh, your character can, you know, they're, they're different hero classes. So like the main dude you do through the tutorial is like a sniper. Um, and then once you get into the game, you can play as other characters. It's interesting. Um, it's a mix-up of shooter and melee combat. 
So you can do melee moves, you can hug walls and shoot dudes around corners. It's... I don't know how I feel about it yet. I want to play more of it. I didn't... I only played a couple uh, couple times, a couple missions. So... Um, I also checked out NBA Live, because I have EA Access, so I had a 10-hour trial, and everybody was speaking so highly of this game. This is the first NBA Live game since, like, when now? Like It's been at least four or five years, I think. No, it so, hasn't been that long, has it? It was before the Xbox One and PS4 came out. That was in 2013. Really? Yeah. It's been a long time. <laughs> does, um, how does the licensing work? Do Does, it, does 2K own the licensing for NBA, kind of like how no. EA owns the football? No, no, no right? No, NBA good, is, good. is open... Uh, I mean, Good. there's an NBA Playgrounds out there, which is essentially NBA Jam. So, but yeah, it's, I mean, it plays really well. Um, looks really good. I don't know anything about basketball um, to tell you if it's better than 2K. I haven't played 2K in years, so. But this one does have uh, the WNBA in it, which I thought was pretty cool. Hmm. Um, and the controls just feel really good. Like, one of the things that, 2K has done that I don't like is that it's gotten a lot more realistic. So, like, the movement feels... Uh, I can't even think of the word I'm trying to think of, but it's very deliberate. Yeah. Like, it, it feels realistic, whereas that's never been my thing. Live feels a little more fluid to me. Um, so, I, I, did have, I did have a good time with it. Like I said, it looks really good, plays really good, but, again, I only played two games, so I'm not the one to speak on... Which one is a better game? Especially considering I haven't played 2K. Yeah, me neither. Hey, I... You know how hard it is to talk to 2K PR? Yes, I do. <laughs> is it? Do. Is it hard? Or it's, ex- it's extremely hard. Yeah, they're huh. ridiculous. But um, it, Unless you're dealing with Rockstar, which is funny because Rockstar is super yeah. easy to talk to. Yeah, Rockstar is awesome. Yeah. But you'd think it would be the, the reverse, right? You'd think. Nah. Nah. Also, uh, to make Drew and Jay jealous, I played the Dragon Ball Z Fighters beta. Ooh, nice. Tell me. That game is fucking rad. <laughs> awesome, man. I've heard nothing, literally nothing but good things about that Dragon Ball thing, Z Fighters. That thing is the most colorful fighter I've ever played. Um, it feels Persona uh, 4 Arena-ish to where nice. there's a lot of um, kind of auto combos and it's real easy to do big flashy moves kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the dynamic of the different characters. Like, um, So it's three versus three and you can swap out at any time. Very similar to Marvel Capcom where you just hold down like the tag button uh, depending on which character you want to tag in. Um, you can combo moves together. Uh, sometimes when you finish an opponent, like one of the other ones, it'll do like a little cutscene to knock them out of the level, and then when the next character comes in, they'll, like, clash fists in the middle before the next fight begins. And it's all, like, the presentation is what sells that game. You know, the the crazy hair metal butt rock playing in the background, um, the super flashy combos that send people flying into the air into, like, this three-quarter perspective camera shot of them blowing the hell out of them with a giant fireball. I mean, it's nuts. But it plays really... I mean, you really wouldn't expect anything less from Ark. Ark makes mm-hmm. great games. Um, but it just feels and looks incredible. So, 
And I'm not even a Dragon Ball guy. Like, I don't, like, none of this stuff, like, you know, the, the three versus three is six different characters. And, like, I have no idea who any of these people are. I have no, I have no reference for any of these characters. But they were still interesting enough that I was like, all right, this is, this is cool. So. Yeah, that's, that's, that's crazy because a lot of these times, uh, these licensed games sell the game based on the fan base, right? So only the people that really like the characters can really tolerate kind of the mediocre gameplay. But you speaking from someone that's not really a fan of the show and doesn't really know the characters and stuff, enjoying just the pure gameplay of it speaks really highly of the actual game. Yeah, I'm, so, uh, I'm, really I'm excited. In, I'm in. Like, I'm going to buy it. Um, I like fighting games, so there's that. But this one is just... It reminds me of uh, MVC2 to where it's just stupid fun that I don't care about anything else. So, but yeah, I'm, I'm in on that game. I want to play it when it comes out. See, speaking of Arxis, they're killing it with the fighting games. Between that and uh, the Blazeville uh, cross-tag battle, they, they own 2018 as far as fighting games go on my, on my radar. That's, those two are so exciting. Yeah, everybody, everybody else blew their load this year. Yeah, we had a new NetherRealm game. We've got two new Capcom games. We had a new Tekken. <laughs> yeah, we did. So it's like, good lord, everybody's done done their thing. I, the other fighting game I'm super stoked for in 2018 is the Eureka game. Uh, I'm, I, I'm I, interested in it, and I'm, I'm glad that it exists, but I'm not like super excited. Oh, uh, I love Street Fighter EX and Street Fighter EX 2. I love those games. I'm super excited to play that new one. Oh, and speaking of fighting games, uh, I also played a whole lot of Black Manta this week, because he dropped for Injustice 2. It seems like we'll get nine months of new characters. There'll be a new character every month. That seems to be the cadence. So, question is, is who's October? Is it Raiden, or is it Hellboy? I think it's got to be Hellboy, right? October, Hellboy? I don't know about that. Eh. I say they say uh, Hellboy. Is there a new Hellboy movie coming out soon-ish? They they showed the the dude that's playing him uh, on Twitter this week. Did anybody see that? I did. Yeah, he looks good. I, I, it sucks. It's not Ron Perlman because I think Ron Perlman was the perfect Hellboy, but he looks really good. <laughs> eh? But yeah, they are making a new Hellboy movie without Ron Perlman. Yeah, reboot basically. Yeah. yeah, I like those first two movies. They were good. Yeah, they're good. Uh, but that's that's about it. Like I said, I'm, I actually think I'm getting my Super Nintendo Classic this week. Oh, is that coming out this week? No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that doesn't come out till the 29th, I think. But I think that's coming this week. I'm kind of excited right. about that. Sweet. I also think we're getting a copy of Blue Reflection this week, so... What's, I think that sounds familiar. Tecmo Koei RPG for the PS4. I see two kawaii anime girls on the cover. That sounds like it's right up your alley. Eh. <laughs> I mean, I do play a lot of the uh, the Adelier games, and they're basically kawaii girls doing kawaii things with alchemy. Uh, maybe we'll see. I mean, it's you know, this is this is not the greatest time for games to be coming out right now. So, <laughs> well, especially if it's not huge. Speaking of games that are coming out, what's coming out this week? Oh, segue. That's what I do. Uh, there's actually quite a bit of stuff. Uh, the Solace Project, uh, Echo, uh, Hidden Dragon Legend, 
Minecraft Story Mode Season 2. For some reason, NBA 2K18's on here. I, I don't know why. That's already out. Uh, Robonauts. Uh, the Binding of Isaac Afterbirth Plus. The Coma Recut, which is a Korean horror game. I keep getting press releases about it. They really want us to play that game. I'm like, I, I, my guys don't have what's time. The, uh, what's the title called? The Coma Recut. The Coma, C-O-M-A? Yes, the Coma. Okay. And then it's the recut version. I think this came out on Steam last year or the year before. And this is the console version with some added content, I think. I I, I heard about the, what is it, um, the White Day game that came out on, I think, multiple platforms or is going to come out on the, the consoles. That's another Korean horror game. I, I didn't know Korean people make games for, like, Mass Marker. That's interesting. Uh, Pankapu. I don't know what that is. Uh, Caveman Warriors. I've actually been playing that as well. Um, but that's out on consoles this week. Uh, Project Cars 2. It says Raiders of the Broken Planet. I, I don't think that game's coming out already. The beta just happened. So what is that? That's weird. Uh, the Lego Ninja... <laughs> was it Ninjago? Is that how you say it? Nin- Ninjago, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Movie video game. That's that's a lot to say. Uh, Blackguards two, more fight, Super Hydora, Ink, Revolve, Sam Speedrunners from Hell, and Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite is out this week. That's Man, the... that game, that game's been getting shit on for months, for months and months. Uh, I it don't is, know, man. Well, everybody has it except for us. I don't know if you've noticed that. Yeah, I, I, it's been being like fully streamed since like a week ago. Yeah, I'm. I'm just kind of shocked we didn't get it yet. Yeah. We were we were told we were going to get it, and then we didn't get it. But you know, no, no, no big loss. I'm I'm renting it. I'll probably rent it for maybe a day or two, and I'll probably end up returning it. I'm not too excited after everything I've seen. Uh, Soul Dam, Drop, Connect, Erase. That's a mouthful. Mm. Steam World Dig Two. Oh yeah, uh, I think that's Steam PC- World Dig was great. Yeah, I think it's PC, Switch, and PS4 are dropping this week. Uh, Thimbleweed Park coming to the Switch. Oh, nice! That's that uh, adventure game that's supposed to be pretty good. Yeah, the Ron Gilbert one. Uh, Dragon Ball Xenoverse Two for the Switch. Nice. Uh, Pocket Tournament DX for the Switch. Uh, and Guide the Ghost for the 3DS. Which sounds like a euphemism for something. <laughs> <laughs> it really does. Casper got to get in there. Just saying. Uh, the PC funny game names. There's not really anything good this, this week. Um, there's one called Black My White, which also sounds like a euphemism. <laughs> it, <laughs> it does. <laughs> it does, too. <laughs> Uh, as does the Magic Forest, but, you know, whatever. Uh, but yeah, there's not a lot of great game names for the PC this week. So yeah, Marvel Capcom Infinite is the kind of the big game this week. So, Do you think that game will be big? I don't know. I really don't know. Is it going to replace Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3 at EVO? I doubt it. Uh, well, I, not, I think not it's at, really not at first. It, I think it's going to depend on how people pick up on it. I mean, let's be fair. 
There's never been a Capcom game that featured gems that ever did well? Well, even then, uh, was it Street Fighter versus Tekken? Is that what that was called, right? Mm, yeah, yeah. That game was still at Evo, even though nobody liked yeah, it. Yeah, but it lasted, what, like one year? I think it lasted two years. Yeah. But Yeah, I, I know what you mean. I think Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite has been kind of embraced by the really, really hardcore that like the gameplay of it. It's just a lot of the things surrounding the game, just uh, the way it looks, um, <laughs> especially is, is one of the major downfalls. But I think because of Street Fighter V not being that, you know, kind of hype, so to speak, as far as Capcom goes, maybe this one will kind of try to, you know, take up the take up the reins and just, just go for it. I, I'm so interested in watching high-level play of um, Marvel's Capcom Infinite, even though I, I'm not really interested in playing the game too much, because I think when people are at the highest skill level, they can do some crazy fun stuff with that game that's really uh, inter- uh, entertaining to watch. But uh, there's a lot of stuff with Capcom and Evo. They'll get the game in for multiple years. Uh, you can mark my words yeah, on that one. It, it doesn't seem to matter about quality with their no. games, which is kind of sad. Uh, speaking of quality, I don't know if anybody saw the picture floating around on the internet, but Capcom sent out the collector's editions, you know, the one with the four statues, the $200 one? Uh-huh. Did you see the Infinity Gems, like the original picture? They actually looked yeah. like they had texture. Uh-huh. <laughs> when you get them, they look like Silly Putty. <laughs> the, all those collector's <laughs> item stuff are basically just scams. Well, it's, and, it's, well yeah. what's kind of funny about it is, like, it just goes to show you how the internet focuses on one thing but doesn't talk about the other. Uh, apparently the statues are super nice. Okay. So, and let's be fair, that's why you bought the collector's edition was for the four statues. You didn't buy it for the jelly gems. Okay. Hey, that, that's fine and all, but you know, if you want to pay two hundred dollars for a game, knock yourself out. Hey, there's a lot of people that will, I'm sure, but uh, the only way I'll ever buy that thing is when it's sitting in GameStop for fifty bucks in six months. I'll, I'll buy it for ten dollars. Uh, the collector's edition. You'll never get it for ten dollars. They never go that's, that that's, cheap. That, that's basically me saying I'm never going to buy it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, news. Let's do some news. Uh, Overwatch, Junkertown map dropping Tuesday. Uh, and nice. to celebrate free weekend this uh, upcoming weekend. So you can go play Overwatch for free. Uh, what else is going on? Uh, PUBG has set an all-time record for concurrent users on Steam. It's now past Dota 2. And we didn't we say the exact same thing like last week? We might have. I think we did. Uh, hmm. No, no. Well, it set it it passed Dota as far as being the number one played game last week. It is now past the record number that Dota had okay. set prior. Oh, okay. So, well, this game this game is an unstoppable force of nature at this point. I want to yeah. see how far it goes. Yeah. Uh, the latest games with gold titles are available, which I downloaded Oxen Free. Drew, I will check that out at some point after your high recommendation of it. I really like that game. Yeah. Yep. You uh, may fucking hate it. I, I, you know, I'm hit and miss with adventure games, it seems. I like some, which, um, I really hate which, others. Which, which ones have you enjoyed? I loved Wolf Among Us. Mm-hmm. Um, what's another one I really liked? Damn. Maybe I'm not hit and miss. Maybe I'm just one hit wonder. <laughs> yeah, if the only game you enjoy was Wolf Among Us, this one might be a tough sell. But the storyline is actually really interesting. It's uh, creepy in some ways. Mm-hmm. God, I thought there was another one I liked. 
There's so many adventure games out there, so I'm surprised you can only name one. Well, I tried... I'm going through the Telltale stuff in my head. Like, Batman, I finished. Uh, I didn't think it was great. Um, Walking Dead, I burned out after two episodes. I thought it was boring as shit. Same with Life is Strange. I burned out after two episodes. What about, like, 2D adventure games? Yeah, what about, like, old-school adventure games? Yeah, like... Mm -hmm. Like, Uh, Beneath the Steel Sky or... Monkey Island? Monkey Island or anything like that. Never played any of them. Really? No. Hmm. No. Okay. I played Leisure Suit Larry when I was a kid because, you know, you weren't supposed to play it. Right. <laughs> and I didn't think it was great. You should play uh, You should play Beneath the Steel Sky. I think they re-released it, re-released it on iOS a couple years ago. I don't play games on iOS. Yeah. You can Crazy. get it for free on uh, Good Old Games, I believe. Uh, uh, Beneath the Steel Sky? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you should definitely play it for huh. free. I got uh, Day of the Tentacle sitting in my PS4 because they gave it away in PlayStation Plus. Yeah. This is actually the first time I've ever heard of Beneath the Steel Sky, Ryan. You never heard of it before? I've no, never, I've never heard of it either. What is it? I actually still, I actually still have the um, the CD-ROM um, of that game. It's great. It's a just an adventure game. Um, you guys should look it up. It's kind of like Blade Runner, a little bit. A little bit, yeah. Oh man, this game it's came out little... in 1994. Yeah, <laughs> oh. yeah. Uh, Cliff Plazinski did an interview this week. And basically said, I have to keep this game alive, which if you've been watching the numbers on Lawbreakers, it has not been kind. He says, well, he said that numbers on consoles are better, and they're they're stable. Did he give which, a number? No, of course not. Then they're not, not that it, much man. better, are they? <laughs> probably not, probably not. But the thing about it is, uh, is the funny part is that on Steam, you can really easily find concurrent uh, players through their own, you know, own little <clears throat> service. But on PS4, you can you can never find out how many people are playing one set game at once, right? Not as a consumer, that is. So that logistic might work in his favor, maybe sell a couple more copies. But let's say if he does decide to go free to play, when do you when do you strike that line? When do you go for it? I, I think you don't go for it until spring. That's why I said that they'll do it in spring. I just don't. I just don't think you bother with it over the holidays, which is that's what's going to be worse for him. Is his game's going to be forgotten in the sea of fall, twenty seventeen? Oh yeah. And he's basically going to have to relaunch it and call it like Lawbreakers two point next year. Oh yeah. You know what? I, I like that idea. It's, in not doing it uh, this year is smart because no one's going to play anything that isn't brand new in October, right? Yeah. So yeah. that's not going to happen. November also has its share fee. Uh, like if you're talking first-person shooters, you got the big boys coming out in November as well, so oh, you don't yeah. want to mess with that. And December, there's people are still playing the games from November, so maybe next year, maybe in February or July, I mean, uh, in January or uh, February, you can get those games out and market as 2.0 and go free-to-play, but... That game needs a lot of work, man. I, I wanted to like the game. I, there's some aspects of it that I thought was really clever. But the package surrounding it, the fact that it's got fucking, you know, these like loot boxes filled with shit that nobody needs or wants without having all these other features that don't even exist in the game, it just, it just it kind of rubs me the wrong way. You spend so much resources on the wrong thing and then not use it on the things that are necessary for your game to prosper. Yeah, that game is a perfect example of two great things that don't taste good together. When you mix Unreal and Overwatch, it doesn't work. Mm. And I love Unreal and I love Overwatch, but I don't want them together. <laughs> All right. Uh, what else is going? On? There's a lot of stuff going on. I'm just trying to get down through it. There's still a shitload of Destiny news, which drives me insane. <laughs> it's not gonna. It's not gonna ease up anytime soon. I, I wish there was a filter that I could turn it off, like turn off anything relating to Destiny, because. It's it's not really news. It's more like guides. 
It's like, come yeah, on, man. Yeah, that's true. Um, if you bought NBA 2K18 on the Switch, you will need a micro SD card because it's kind of big. Um, if you bought it physically or digitally? Uh, I think either because you've got to download. The, the whole thing doesn't fit on the cart. Yeah, it doesn't fit on the Switch cartridge. Wow. How big is the Switch cart- cartridge limitation? Oh, what was I reading? Like 32 gigs or something like that? Probably something like that. Yeah. Jeez. Okay. Um, eventually, they're saying eventually they'll get to a 64 gig cart, but they're not there yet. Yeah. <clears throat> the Destiny news that I will talk about is that Activision sent out their normal PR. Um, the Destiny 2 was the biggest day one record, whatever thing, you know, biggest release, money-wise. Um, Xbox One games soon may not require full downloads to play, saving hard drive space. This is a new technology they're looking at that will only download what you need to play. Okay. I don't I'm, know what that means. I'm not means. sure if I like that, actually. I have I'm no idea sure what, that, what means, that means, but it's, I don't know, cloud. Let's just say cloud. That's like the new force, right? Choosing the cloud. It's the cloud. Cloud. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, that really worked out for Crackdown 3, so I'm sure it'll work down here. And that game hasn't come out yet. You don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I say. It's there's a new out. 3DS coming out. Actually, there's two. Um, well, a 2DS and a, is a... Is the Pokemon thing a 3DS or a 2DS? Which Pokemon thing? The one they showed on the Direct that looks like a 3DS. Pokeball. 3DS. It's the, it's the ultra version of the ones that came out. And then out, there's a orange and white 2DS. Which, by the way, I made the mistake of letting my son watch that Nintendo Direct. You you fool. Yeah. He, <laughs> I um, have done that. he wants a lot of things now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> does, he, does he like Amiibos, Ken? You know, he's kind of hit and miss on Amiibos. He has a couple, okay, okay, but he's not, okay, like, okay. super into them. Because they showed, like, ten different Amiibos. Yeah, he doesn't. With, he did, like, twelve, yeah. He didn't really care about Amiibos. He cared about Minecraft on a 3DS, which I had yeah. to disappointingly tell him that he has a 2DS, not even a new 2DS, and Minecraft for some reason doesn't work <clears throat> on the old 3DS or 2DS. <sighs> so, Christmas is coming. There's that. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. It sounds like you're going to have to get a new 3DS for Christmas. I already did. Oh, I'm, not no, making, did. I'm not making that mistake of waiting until November or December to try to get one of those again. Yeah. So I just don't you, have, don't you have multiple 3DSs already anyway, Ken? We I have one and he has one. Um, so, but just not the new one, right? I have the new 2DS, which is okay. what I got him too. So he'll have one in December. Um, Nintendo had a lot of stuff going on. They I'm did. trying. I'm trying to get down to that actual news. I'm still sifting through. This is why I don't like Destiny too. I'm still sifting through news about that instead of the huge Nintendo news. Like, I don't know, the fact that there's a Mario Party with the top 100 minigames coming to the 3DS. Yep. I'm not sure how that's going to work. What Do you still have the board, and then they just shuffle through the different games you played through, or I don't do you know. just play the minigames themselves? Well, Great question. I don't know, uh, but it is Mario Party coming to 3DS. <clears throat> Nintendo puts its biggest franchises on the Nintendo 3DS. Speaking of the Switch, Wolfenstein 2 and Doom are coming to the Switch. That was kind of a surprise to me. I didn't think yeah. uh, 
Especially Wolfenstein too. Like Doom, maybe, but <clears throat> Wolfenstein, that's that's some that's some new stuff that's coming. I mean, obviously it's gonna come out later than the other versions, but um, the fact that it's coming out is nice. Um, I will be interested but, to see if it holds sixty, because Doom kind of needs uh, sixty. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking too. You really <clears throat> need that uh, high frame rate in order to have that like a visceral gameplay, so to speak. But um, it seems like the the screenshot, or rather the little mini trailer that they showed of Doom, you could definitely see the visual downgrade. But I personally don't mind the visual downgrade too much as long as the gameplay is the same, right? So yeah, that's that's yeah. what's more important. That's that's the important uh, thing. As long as it's 60 frames, I don't care about the visual fidelity, especially if you're talking about a portable version of Doom. Right. So, but it's got to be. It feel I feel like it's got to be 60. Yeah, yeah. It really set it really set the standard for basically all platforms, right? Including it's not it wasn't just PC that was sixty, it was PS four, Xbox yeah, One, you know. Doom and so, Overwatch <clears throat> kind of set the bar on, you know, games across multiple consoles that actually run at sixty. And not just run at sixty, but rock solid yes, sixty. Rock That's solid super sport. Yeah. Uh I will be very interested to see Wolfenstein two on the Switch because I will be playing it on the X this year. So like I would really love to see the difference between those two versions. The the thing about this move, it's nice to see that they're getting third party support from Bethesda. You know, they had this whole Skyrim you know stick going on for a while, and that's finally going to come out this year. But my question is, like, do I guess this is for <laughs> people that only own a Switch and nothing else, right? Because why would you want to uh, play it on, on on Switch over anything else? True, if you have true options. for you, but there are a lot of people that would prefer to play these games portably, and they will yeah, I was po- going to say portable. They will you play them so? again. Oh yeah, like just in just in this you know this industry, like listening to people mm. react to this, they're like, oh yeah, I'd play Doom again portably. Absolutely, I mean it was a great game, and to have it to be able to play anytime anywhere, that's cool for them. You know, mm. so there'll be some double dipping for sure. Okay. I mean, granted that, that you and I may not be those people, but there are plenty of those people for sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm guessing, you know, by their logistics, it was worth the. I mean, uh, worth the investment for them to port the game over because it's not going to be easy. It's not a straight port. You know, no, they're going to no. have to do a lot of work to make this game run as uh, as well as it needs to for it to be playable on the Switch. So it's, it's they're taking the time and effort to do so. Maybe some. Maybe we'll be able to see some other games from Bethesda. Maybe Evil Within Two. On Switch, that'd, be, that'd cool. be interesting. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, third party support is nice to have, but I think when it comes down to third party, I want games that are exclusive or rather made for the Switch. Um, I'm not gonna steal your thunder, so I'll just let you go down the line. I'm gonna yeah. Talk there's exactly there's a about lot of stuff. Um, yeah. Super Mario yeah. Odyssey. There's a lot going on with that game. It's still launching October 27th. Uh, they showed off the new photo mode, which looks mm-hmm. really cool. <laughs> Yeah, it does. <laughs> um, there's also a Switch bundle with red Joy-Cons and a carrying case featuring Super Mario Odyssey launching this fall. <laughs> so if you were waiting on Mario, maybe that's the bundle you get. You know, yeah. I was uh, I was like, oh man, I'm going to have to buy a Switch for Xenoblade coming out this year anyway. Maybe I'll just buy that a bundle. So I was looking at the prices and it costs like $380. Yeah, that sounds right between the uh, the carrying case. That seems like a bit much. Like, did they have a Zelda bundle? Was that also 380? No, they didn't have a Zelda bundle. But 380 not? is, I mean, the system, the two Joy Cons, the game, which is 60, and then the carrying case, which I think is 20. 
That's exactly the Carry case is twenty, really? Uh, but that's the whole pa- point of buying a package is that you don't you pay less, right? And you get more. It's that's the why switch. you have You can't buy them, period. You right. can still buy them. <laughs> I, I had plenty of uh, options to buy them. I can no, literally I could just walk into a store and buy them right now if I wanted to. Yeah, well, but you know. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing they're not going to have uh, the Xenoblade Chronicles uh, 2 bundle, no, or there's they, not going to be a system one. There won't be a system bundle for that, no. Um, Switch also announced an exclusive RPG from Square Enix, Project Octopath Traveler. There's also a demo on the eShop that you can download and play. Ken, did you did you check out the demo? No, I I really don't have much interest in the game, so I didn't download it. Ah, uh, okay. I saw a stream of this game, and uh, man, this game looks exciting. This is maker. Uh, this is by, by the people that made Bravely Default, and everyone knows how much I love that series. And this one feels like a new generation of 2D RPGs. It's got this really dark story. It's is is written. It's it's not written like an old classic RPG. It's written more uh, modernized, but it still has the old uh, old school charm because of the 2D graphics. And the thing about it is, it's 2D, but it's also 3D. So you have like real time lighting effects and all that stuff. It's it's a very unique look to it that's uh, that I haven't seen before. And also the gameplay looks pretty good. This is uh, this that that went up like this is like my second most wanted game on on, on Switch now. That's just how that's how, how much I want to play that game. Looks really exciting. Uh, as you mentioned, Skyrim is also coming. They announced the date. It's in November for the Switch. Um, yeah. Zelda's Breath of the Wild Champions Amiibo are launching in November. Uh, they will have specific headpieces for each one you scan. So there's that. Um, Switch is adding Nintendo Arcade game ports, but it's not Virtual Console. <clears throat> it's arcade. It's not Virtual Console, but it's arcade games. Yeah, it's arcade classics like uh, Mario Brothers. Um, and Punch-Out! Arcade Punch-Out! Yeah, Arcade Punch-Out! Balloon Fight versus... Like a bunch of versus games, like Ice Climber versus... And I don't know how I feel about this. I'll play Punch-Out! Punch-Out would be a cool one to check out, but the rest of them I'm kind of like, meh. Did they list the price of these games? No, but if they run with the same price as the current arcade classics, they would be seven ninety nine a piece. That's not too bad, I guess. That's what the Neo Geo games are clocking in at. Sure. So. Uh, new Kirby game announced for the 3DS. Yep, looks good too. Yeah, I'm I'm excited for that Switch Kirby game coming next year. Oh yeah, me too. You guys are not talking about that versus fighting game, right? No. Okay, no, that one that one looked kind of dumb. Yeah, there's no, there's a uh, out. What's it called? Something Allies is the the one new one. Yeah, there's so many Kirby games. There are a lot of yeah. Kirby games. I've isn't never like, ever finished a Kirby game. Isn't there like life. five Kirby games on the SNES Classic? There's like a uh, compi- probably. There's a compilation one, and then there's a second game. So there's like five total. <clears throat> yeah, Kirby's great. Sure. We're we're a big Kirby family here. My son loves Kirby. Oh, nice. So the, uh, uh, but if you you say you say you haven't played it, you've never finished a Kirby game. No, man. Oh man, you got a 3DS, right? I do. You should play Kirby Triple Deluxe. Okay. And you should play um, Planet Robobot. Planet yeah. Robobot, pick, I've heard, is incredible. Pick pick one of the two that I'm gonna play. Planet Robobot. Okay, done. And I'll rent it. Um, Fire Emblem Warriors added a fan favorite character. I know nothing about Fire Emblem, so I don't know who it is. It's Lin. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I, that means nothing to 
me. Yeah, she's just a she's just a popular character. She's cool. She's like a kind of like a, this katana wielding beauty from the the east or something like that. And the release date for Xenoblade Chronicles Two, which is December first. Hey yo! Oh man, it'll be delayed um, in November. Just yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 sure. I mean, you know, they spent so little time with that game. You can definitely tell it's going to get delayed, Can You know, it didn't have the longest demo of the entire direct or anything. So, you know, suck it. Yeah, when it happens. Suck it. Suck it uh, the, the, yeah, it is called Kirby, uh, Kirby Star Allies for the Switch. Star Allies, that's yeah. what it's called. Uh, Splatoon 2 is getting an update. Uh, returning the, the map Kelp Dome. Uh, it's, it actually launched already. Uh, it's also got a snapper canal, which sounds like a euphemism as well. Yep, sure does. Uh, a new Brella weapon called the Tentabrella. 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 Uh, update for arms, which uh, yep. let players remap the controls and added Lola Pop. Yep, added a new character. My son was playing with it yesterday. Nice. Uh, Snipper Clips Plus, which is a game my son went nuts for when he saw the, the video of it. Uh, oh, he liked the original game? No, he, he hasn't played it. <laughs> oh, but he liked what he saw. Oh, yeah, he wanted to play that game. Uh, so Let's it's see. DLC, it's 10 bucks, or you can buy 30 for the full uh, Snipper, Clip ex- Snipper Clips experience. Uh, but the DLC features 30 new stages. Uh, FIFA 18 is launching on September 29th for the Switch. Uh, no release date, but WWE 2K18 is coming to the Switch. A uh, new looking, a new shooter called Morphe's Law, which that was the one where if you shoot people in different body parts, they grow in that body part or whatever. That looks weird, but interesting. I don't, it looked like a free to play or early access game to me. <laughs> yeah, the, the visuals <laughs> didn't do it much, many, any favors really. No, not at all. Uh, and here was a weird one, right? Arena of Valor, which is a free-to-play MOBA from Tencent. It's called Riot Games. Please don't sue us, is what that game is called. Because th- I thought that was League of Legends that I was looking at for the duration of that entire trailer. I was like, really? That's not League of Legends? That's- nope. Looks identical. Uh, a bunch of 3DS news. Fire Emblem Warriors is coming to 3DS on October 20th. Uh, Apollo Justice Ace Attorney launching in November. Is that a, like a remastered version, or is it just a port of the DS version? I don't keep up with those games enough to know which one that is. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, Shin Megami Tensei Strange Journey Redux, launching in early 2018, adding new story content and additional endings, and a new dungeon to explore. And that's one of the that's one of the only Shin Megami Tensei games I haven't finished, so I'm looking forward to trying that one out. Uh, you already talked about Etrian Odyssey 5. Hell yeah. Um, RPG The Alliance Alive. Uh, will be launching in 2018. It's described as an old-school RPG. Oh, boy, that's original to call it that, right? <laughs> well, it's uh, this is kind of like the Atlas block. These are all the RPG games they're putting out. And they're single... They're, they're really just thrusting the 3DS up from obscurity and just making it relevant. And I, I love it. It's great. Hey, Yokai Watch is still a thing. Yokai Watch 2, Psychic Specters, uh, is uh, described as the definitive version of Yokai Watch 2. launches on September 29th. Uh, people who own the base game can already download the update on September 14th. Did Yokai Watch ever take off in the States at all? It was huge in Japan. I don't know. There's a lot of Yokai Watch merchandise around, but like having a 
a child. He's he's mentioned it a couple times, but he's never okay. really dove into it. Like he's never. Yeah. He, so he didn't play any of the games. No, on, like, no. The he just okay. he just taught. I've heard him say the words, but he's never asked to play it or watch it or anything. So yeah. Okay. My son played the demo and. Um, uh, he thought it was okay, and then he liked the cartoon. He watched the cartoon a couple times. It just doesn't seem to be uh, as catching as other no. things. Right. Uh, new Professor Layton game, Layton's Mystery Journey, Catriel and the Millionaire's Conspiracy. Say that three times fast. Nope. Mouthful. Uh, <laughs> I'll just call it the Layton's Journey. That's what I'll call uh, it. Launching for uh, 3DS on October 6th. Also interested in checking that out, too. And finally, Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga plus Bowser's Minions comes out October 6th, uh, supports the new Goomba and Koopa Troopa Amiibo, and the Boo Amiibo. What up, Boo? Oh, cool. My son has a Boo Amiibo, so we'll see if uh, see how that works. There you go. There are very few. Some That's the thing that I don't like about Amiibo is some of them just aren't supported widely. Yeah, some of the smaller tiered <clears throat> ones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Speaking of amiibo, I, I I got amiibo. I got new amiibo this week. I got Which the, one? I got the squishy Metroid pack. Uh the squid, uh, the squishy Metroid, right? Along yeah. with the Samus one. Yeah, along with the Samus one. I had a ten dollars certificate at Best Buy. Plus, I have Gamers Club, so I got that thing for like nothing. So, but yeah, that squishy thing is cool. <laughs> Do you have? Uh, did you pick up Samus Returns, Ken? No, I thought about getting it this weekend, but I'm like, I don't want to spend forty bucks on a game that I don't have time to play. So yeah, uh, when when you do have time to play, check it out. It's very good. Oh no, I absolutely am going to pick it up at some point. I just, I was like, I I will want to play this, but I just don't have time right now. Uh, I do have another ten dollar coupon at Best Buy and Gamers Club, so I could get it for like twenty two dollars. Yeah, the temptation is rising. It was there yesterday. I was there yesterday. Uh, I was at Best Buy. I was like, I could get this for like $22. I don't need it. <laughs> um, Final Fantasy uh, director said the next game is already underway, and it will once again be an open world game, and he hopes it's kind of like Breath of the Wild. So there you go. Which means the weapons will break. Sweet. Uh, Nintendo only, only be able to use them for like five uses. <laughs> Speaking of Zelda, I have to mention this. Like, I, I know that has always been something. I never actually beat Ganon. Really? Like, I played that game for like a hundred plus hours and did everything in the world, but I never just went and did it. So wait, so wait, hold on. With all of the talk, I beat Ganon in that game before you did. Yeah. <laughs> It's not, but that's, you know what? Truthfully, that was my least favorite part of that game. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't. And, and it doesn't let no. you continue. No, it doesn't. So there's it like, starts over, or it starts you, kicks you back to before you fought Ganon. Yeah, so there's no point in doing yeah. it. Like that was the most disappointing yeah. part. I was waiting to start. You know, hey, <clears throat> all the crap in the world is gone. You know what I mean? Right. Nope. You get to see the world the way it looks without all that stuff. But nope. Nope can't do that so no, just kicks you back you, you want to hear the you so i dark souls that fight by the way Did you? Oh. i went i went in didn't have a shield my shield broke before and it didn't like let me know the fight was coming i just happened to walk, i walk, i wandered into the room 
I only had two running around the castle, and I broke them uh, trying to, you know, reflect the, the guardian shots. And then the fight started, and I had to fight him without a shield, which if you fought him, fighting him without a shield kind of sucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> but I did it. I beat him. I've put three hours into that game. You you need to play that game before end of the year, Drew. I'm not, I, when? When? No. Go put it in right now. Play it right now. Well, October, there's something coming out, so you should play no, it in No, there's nothing in October, Yeah, Drew. yeah. There's nothing at all. Uh, Nintendo also made a statement about Super Nintendo Classics. Reggie said, don't pay more than retail price. We're at launch, there will be more available than there were entire NES Classics. Uh, they are also bringing back the NES Classic in 2018. Oh, aren't they? Yep. And are they I, doing anything new to it, or just the same thing? No, they're just going to put more out there. Okay. Uh, and they're also going to push uh, Nintendo SNES Classics production into 2018 now. So there will be available more and longer. Which is good. Anybody who wants that thing should just be able to buy it. That's, that was always my thing with the NES Classic. Yes, the demand was kind of stupid, but you should be able to get it if you want it. So, hopefully that is the case with the Super Nintendo Classic. It's still going to be the best-selling hardware this fall. If they make enough. So, Okami HD was confirmed, launching in December. PS4, Xbox One, and PC, and it supports 4K. Does it support getting rid of the entire first three hours of the game? <laughs> like a skip button for the intro? Dude, don't even worry about that. That game is long on its own. Um, oh, I believe it. That game's just, like 40 hours. I, it's the only game. I, it's a great game, but it's the only game where I have literally fallen asleep while playing it. <laughs> I um, I think it's time for me to finally play it. Everybody keeps talking about it. I've never finished it. It's basically Zelda. Yeah, I, I mean, that's that's enough for me. Uh, I think that's all the news. I tried to sample in and out of the goddamn Destiny. It took me six pages to get through the news. It usually only takes me three. And that's because so many of them were goddamn Destiny stories. But Ken, don't you want to know what Zur has this week? No, for this weekend? I don't give a you shit. Don't... Don't you want to know what the fastest way to level from level 250 to 265 is? I don't want to know can? what color shoes Zur is wearing. Okay. <laughs> oh, man. There's, there's going to be a lot of news for the next, like, past, man, probably for the next well, three, four the weeks. Until the next big game comes out. What is the next really, really, really big game? Well, we're going to hear a lot about how Marvel Attack on Infinite sucks even more this week coming up. Because that game's coming out. Other than that, I'm not sure. Is it South thing Park? Coming out for September. Is it South Wolfenstein. Wolfenstein's not till the 27th. South Park's on the 17th, right? Uh. Are we talking about the biggest game in October? Well, no, no, no. I'm, I'm asking what's the next big game. When's not, uh, uh, Evil Within? There'll be Shadow of War coming out in the 10th or 11th of Is October. it that soon? I thought it was the 27th as well. I thought that was like everything on one day. 27th is... Uh, Wolfenstein and uh, Mario and Assassin's Creed Origins. Yeah, I know Assassin's Creed is that day. Uh, Shadow of War is... No. That game's in September. Are you sure it's not October? No, no, hold on. That got delayed until October, I thought. That's right. I'm looking at the wrong game. 
Sorry. Uh, October 10th. Yeah, that's what I got here. And uh, Evil Within coming out October 13th. Yeah, the Friday the 13th. Yeah, I think I think those two are huge. I think Shadow of War has a lot of controversies surrounding. I'm not sure the, about the quality of the game, but Evil Within too. I'm just really excited for it. I, I it, don't so. I don't think Evil Within is a big game. Well, I think it's I think it's a game that people are excited for, but that's not a big seller. Yeah, hard games rarely are. Right, that's, even that's the best what, I was games. referring to. What's the big game that everybody will be talking about after Destiny? And I think, I think Shadow, Shadow War Shadow War is going to be pretty big. Uh okay, so moving on. Not like there's nothing to play in October. God damn it! Got an email from Sam. Email's titled "Titty Sprinkles." Wow! So it's been too long since anyone said "Titty Sprinkles." So there you go. Moving on. Uh, uh-huh. thanks for the advice, guys. I stuck with Persona and co- and am completing it as you record, or at least I think I am. I'm about a hundred hours in, so I'm close. So I'm sure I'm close. Uh, anyways, I realized why I felt burnt out on lengthy games and wanted to take a break from Persona. Here's the games I've played this year and put immense time into: Horizon, I completed a hundred percent; Neo, which I have yet to beat; Yakuza Zero, Zelda, and Battlefield One for my multiplayer fix. All those games are monst- are monstrous, impossible playtime. What an incredible year for games, right? And it ain't over, right? Uh, I really can't complain. I just think I need a break before the next JRPG I play. There is so much negativity everywhere I turn. I just want to be thankful and throw this out there. Here's my related question. Was there ever an entire genre that you knew you'd come back to but avoided playing for a relatively long amount of time for a similar reason? Um, uh, I, I mean, I kind of do the same thing sometimes with multiplayer or with, um, uh, long games and RPGs. I kind of did the same thing this year, um, where I, I purposely didn't, didn't start playing Mass Effect, um, because I had just finished Horizon and Breath of the Wild, uh, and needed a break. So, um, it, but for me, I think that the genre that I sort of have moved away from, with few exceptions, is shooters for the same reason. Yeah, me too. I tend to get really burnt out on shooters. Um, that genre is really so, easy to get burnt out on. Yeah, it is. They're all kind of the same, you know, same yeah. kind of formula every time. Which, which is why I was so um, uh, impressed last year with Infinite Warfare, because uh, that game was fantastic. Yeah, it was really good. I'm not all that hyped for this year's Call of Duty. World War II not really either. was never my thing, so... Uh, I'm sure I'll uh, I'm sure I'll play it eventually because I tend to play almost all of them, um, but I'm not hyped for it. Yeah. Infinite Warfare though was great. I'd love a sequel to that. I'm saving. I'm trying to save my shooters for Wolfenstein and Battlefront. Those are my two shooters that I want to yep. play. All right, let's go to the Twitter. Uh, hey, Blue Apple Blue sent a gaming question, so I'll read it. Ooh. How much will you pay to unlock an extra core per month on your new Xbox One U or PS5? Uh, zero dollars and zero cents. <laughs> yep. Is he talking about like an actual like CPU core? Is that what the thing is? Yeah, I think it? that's I think that's the joke <clears throat> is that you know with these okay. these incremental console upgrades. 
You know, you know, as as ridiculous as that might sound, I can imagine them having firmware and charging for them eventually. At the rate that we're going, that's not too far off. Eh, I I don't know that they charge for that. Right, someone's going to do it once, and then it's going to set a precedent for everyone else to start doing it, and it's going to suck. Hey, you know we can. They, we they, can they, they start charging for anything they can, they can possibly do. We can we can break. The, there's proof in the history of this industry that we can break bad trends. Who remembers the online pass? Yeah. Yep. Sure. We broke that. that. Kind of. It's I mean, gone. It, it didn't work. Sure, but the uh, thing about it is that if you look at DLC content, people didn't didn't pay for DLC. They they was just the developers supporting the game. That's what that was called, and they just put out new content as as time went on, so that you know more people want want to buy the game. Uh, you didn't have to pay to cheat in the game. You put you, you press a bunch of buttons in sequence, and you got a bunch of resources. Now, and even in single player games, you have to pay to get resources to like kind of make the game go faster. So those things, if you talk about it, if you, if we're talking about them like 15, 20 years ago, they'd be like, no, that's crazy. No one would stand for that. But that's that's the, inter- in the industry norm now. So I honestly don't know where we're gonna go, but we have to. Really, kind of anchor down and just if it, if it goes too far, we have to stand our ground and not not give any money to that kind of stuff. So, well, that's the first thing you gotta get people not to put money on it. There's a reason why DOA has six season passes of costumes. Somebody's buying it. Yeah, yep. apparently. Uh, uh, yes, you can. No, I've never I've never bought any of them. Mm-hmm. Just so you know. Uh, D1 says, ridiculous that companies now come out with two different consoles. They need to get it right the first time. Why do this? That's, uh, that's an, e- that's an easy question to answer because the fact of the matter is that we have a industry standard for pricing that we're accustomed to and what we're paying for and what we're able to get with said price doesn't match. So when we're talking about generational leaps, we're not able to get the power required to set, you know, get that 1080p 60 frames per second or get that 4K 30 frames per second lock experience on the games that we call modern games, right? And because of that, people say like, well, if it costs over $600, over $500, it's dead in the water. That's why they need to make these cheaper, less powerful consoles the first time around and sell it, get that install base, and afterwards they can start to uh, iterate and then put out that secondary console, which has become the PS4 Pro, which has become the Xbox One X. That's what the gamer consumerism has kind of pushed them to do, and that's the move that they're making. It's, it's It goes hand-to-hand. It's not just the uh, developers. If we're more willing to pay upfront for that one big console that's not going to iterate because it's really powerful uh, you know, from the get-go, then that's be fine, but that's not how they can do it. They need to make it cheap so people will get into the platform so they can get that third-party support. Yeah, I don't know. Gamers want the world. They want 1080p 60. <laughs> they, they want 4K 60. You know, people are thinking like, oh, I'm going to buy an Xbox One X. I'm going to get 4K 60 frames per second on every game. I'm like, ha, 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 ha. No, that's not I've, I've never seen anybody make that stupid statement. Oh, I've seen plenty of people make that stupid statement. On Reddit especially. And then I, was, I just laugh my ass off because that's funny. Yeah. I still I still find it funny when there's PC guys out there who say you can get 4K gaming for $500 on a PC. I'm like, 
Oh, you can. It'll just run at two frames per second, you know. That's yeah, that's nice not, slice show. That's not. That's not a game. I know that's a joke. Yeah. That's, that's a good. That's a good way for them to take screenshots and be like, "Look how good my game looks." Yeah, but you can't play it. What good is it? What, what, what does it matter how good it looks if you can't play it? The uh, the point of the PC is that you can upgrade in your own, you know, in your own pace as the hardware comes out as they go on sale. So you can kind of pick your own poison and get the parts that you need to really maximize your performance. And that's where the strength of PC lies, which is not an option. When you buy the Xbox One X, when you buy the PS4 Pro, Sony doesn't say like, oh, yeah, we got a new graphics card for your Pro. Uh, just uh, just put it in there. It'll be 30% more powerful. It doesn't, it doesn't work that way. You have to wait until they put out the new console. And that's fine for most people. But if you want that like real power, if you want the maximum performance, then you go PC. Otherwise, you're playing for second fiddle either way. Like Xbox One X tried really hard to become the most cons- powerful console of all time, but it's still second place by and far and large. So, you know, just just remember that. Wow, speaking like a true PC elitist. <laughs> Is anything that I said incorrect there? Well, PC PC is not a gaming console. Well. You can play games on it, I suppose. I'm not sure what no, you I, define by I a gaming play, console. Well, then in that case, my phone's a gaming console. It is. As, it is. My, as is my watch. Uh, can you play like real games on your watch, though? Yeah, I can. Okay, sure. If that's the kind <laughs> of games that you're interested in, sure, knock yourself out, man. Uh, that argument will never die. It'll never die. Uh, Blubble Blue says, how much will you pay per month to unlock the ability to use 50% of the hard drive on your Xbox One U or PS5? Same, same joke. Same joke. Different, different warning. Okay. Uh, will you pay a monthly to unlock the ability to use a second controller? Same joke. Different warning. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Anthony says, you can design a game, whatever you want. What's it look like? Whatever I want. Whatever you want. That's that's like way too much. That's way too much freedom there. Uh, personally, I've always wanted to make like a really good RPG. Just fun to play. Just a great storyline. Just some memorable characters. It's nothing new. It's nothing crazy out of the box. But I want. I would love to make one like that. I have ideas for scripts and characters and such. I've written short stories. Uh, so if I could actually combine and make make an actual script. For a video game, that'd be actually pretty interesting. That's not true. The game you always wanted to make is coming out next week. But Sinran Kagura Peach Beach Splash. Justin's doing that, that, right? <laughs> yeah, he got the code the other night. <laughs> I sent it to him. <laughs> oh, welcome to the club. Oh man, he he requested it. I'm like, you you know what that game is, right? It's not a Muso. It's a wet t-shirt contest with super soakers. Hey, man, he requested it. We, we give people what they want. You know, oh, that's how we yeah. Work it. It's coming. I really wanted Drew to review that, though. No. <laughs> I don't Drew, want to review up, more man. You're, It's your turn. You just take your licks like a man. Jeez. Yeah. No. As far uh, as a game I'd want to develop, I'd want Rockstar to develop a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game. Yeah, you've been saying that for how many years now? Like three years. <laughs> I don't know, man. Three if years. If gonna ass. fuck up a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game, Rocksteady will probably fuck it up too. What? That game. That series is cursed. What? Nah, Rocksteady is so good. They're good, but so is Platinum, and that game wasn't good. Well, but Drew wants a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles series based on the comic book. Yeah. 
Okay. Not on the cartoon. I'm not yeah, sure I mean, differences. I, Platinum also probably made books. that game in like a weekend because Activision paid him a oh, bunch okay. of money to make it in a weekend. I'll, I'll put it this way. You don't want your kids reading the comic book. Yeah. Well, yeah, you don't want your kids reading mini comic books. Let's be fair about that. Well. <clears throat> My son asked me about reading comic books the other day. I'm like, whoa, hold on. Because, <laughs> you know, he'd want to be like reading some Batman or something. <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe yeah, no, no. Just, just suck him up with Alan Moore's finest, man. Yeah, no, fine. maybe maybe we don't do that. No, that's it's for children. It's fine. It's yeah, good. sure, sure. You can be, even the modern like Batman now is pretty gruesome at times. I don't know where this tweet came from. I don't know if it's it's, it's got to be referenced in the site. Uh, Drought DM says, "Why are you guys covering up racism by removing articles that confront racism?" I'm sad. What? I I have no idea what he's talking about. We don't, no, we don't, we don't write articles like that. Oh, and for, they're talking about <clears throat> M4G. I did, no. What? Are they talking about M4G? Are they talking about ZTGD? I didn't cover up any articles on there. We just write reviews. Well, yeah, we don't, yeah, we we don't, don't do articles. articles. Yeah. We do... Actually, we do articles truthfully, sometimes. Truthfully, but... M4G doesn't do articles either. I still don't know people... No, that's Doesn't N4G work in the way it's voted on and then it gets put on the website oh, or something like it's that? Uh, it's an aggregator. Yeah. 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 Right. So yeah, I, I have no idea what that refers to. Yeah, we don't we don't do with the process of whatever goes on N4G. Nope. We just do the show form, and our stuff goes on there because we're cute. Yeah. <laughs> oh. But apparently we also cover up racism. It's true. Um, I I thought about not reading this, but I'm going to read this because this was a conversation this week. Okay. As a content creator, what is your thoughts on the writer of Firewatch threatening the DMC takedown against PewDiePie? They can do whatever the fuck they want with their stuff. This yeah, is true. yeah. It's their it's their copyright. Yep. Yeah. As as far as the whole like wholesale, you know playing like playthroughs of games that has never really been like legally covered in terms of fair use. Yeah, it's it's all about whether the creators want to let you use their stuff yeah. or not. Yeah. I think when it comes down to things like reviews and criticism of that such, that has protection. So you can say like, oh, this guy gave my game a, a poor poor review, as in, you know, like a low score. I'm gonna make him take the thing down because it hurts my sales. You can't do that. That's no. not allowed. But if some dude is being racist, you know, being you know, speaking in a lot of like really bad language, and then playing through your game, and then using your game kind of as a platform to make these jokes, yeah, dude, fuck that guy. Don't don't let him use your stuff like that. So I'm yeah. with the I'm with the content. I mean, I'm with the developer on this one. I am too. Yeah. Well, there you go. That was a an interesting week. Maybe we should all just stop paying attention to that guy. I, yeah, I've never but, paid attention to him. So, I, I, I never liked any of his shit. One of the things that, just just one thing about this conversation that happened this week. One of the things that really disturbed me when this guy came up with this situation. People were like, I don't want my kid watching that. Have you ever watched one of his videos? This is not the first time you should have not wanted your children to watch his videos. Yeah, I mean, he plays violent video games on top of cusses every five seconds. And makes very sexually lewd jokes. Yes, this is bad. 
But if your kids were watching him to begin with, you are bad. I've never understood why <laughs> Disney decided to back him in the first place. Money, Drew. He's money. the most popular. Dude. He makes the most money. Yeah, he makes a lot of money, but I mean, Disney even... I mean, fucking Disney will remove shit and stuff like that, too. Yeah, but they were looking to make the money. I don't know. I mean, they, it's like... Gotta get of, in on that YouTube bandwagon. Yeah, it's it's the clueless people who just see the fact that everybody knows who he is and knows that putting your brand behind him will make you money without actually looking at the content that is making the money. That's... I mean, that's stupid. Oh, I mean, absolutely. That's just, that's just dumb. Yep. And then then all of a sudden, oh, Disney, you know... I mean, he's done this before, and uh, Disney removed, you know, like, oh, we don't have anything to do with him. I'm like, well, did you guys never look at his shit before? Yeah. And that's, that's kind of surprises me, because uh, there's a heavy, like, vetting process when it comes to sponsoring people, especially when you're a big corporation like Disney, you know? So... Like there was some guy's job was literally to watch his videos and then they had to okay it through several channels. So that didn't just happen. Some guys are like, Yeah, this guy's popular, let's just do that. That's just that's not how these corporations work, right? So they did go through the process and say they assumed that it was fine, at least for now, until this kind of shit hits the fan and then they pull out. Which is something that happens all the time, right? So it's it's, it's weird. But the only reason why this is relevant is because for the sake of his popularity. We can't not talk about it because he has so much influence over a lot of the stuff that uh, that comes up. And he has the eyes and attention of a lot of different people. And that's the reason why he's relevant, not because of his actual quality or the content that he says. So that's 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 the problem, right? When your platform is bigger than the content uh, and, and the quality of your entertainment it actually is, then you kind of end up become becoming bigger than yourself. I don't know. Like, I don't I don't know how to be from his position. Like I just imagine being that popular, having millions and millions of people be your fans, right? And a lot of them are super diehard. They would like, they would you know send them don't donate him money. Some of them would basically like jump in front of a train in front of him uh, if he asked him to. So I can't speak for that guy, but it doesn't take a genius to say that you shouldn't you know say racial remarks about things constantly, especially when you know that a large uh, a large percentage of your of your uh, viewer base is is children and kids. Yeah. You know, like if you're gonna be that kind of a guy where you can say those like really raunchy and bad things, make the platform and say like, yeah, yeah, my channel is not for kids, right? Then I would I can have a little bit more respect. But if you're trying to open yourself up as to the wide audience and say like, oh yeah, everyone can watch me and have a good time, and that's what he does, just so that he can get more viewers, more clicks, more money. And then go on to do those things that have a negative impact on the kids and the set kids that that are watching him. Then you're being irresponsible. And everything you say and you do, believe it or not, even in this day and age, you are still accountable for. Mm-hmm. And never forget that. Whether you're still, you know, whether you think the anonymity of the internet protects you, it does not. As your caliber of a human being, you should carry that with you. Whether someone else knows your identity or not or your true self. So just... Just be a fucking decent human being. It's not hard. It's really not. Yeah. I mean, I saw the video in question, and that was hardcore uncalled for. Yes. All right. Oh. I don't know. I don't, I, truthfully, I don't think it'll, he'll lose his popularity, but. No, he I, won't. I actually heard the inverse of that. He actually gained more followers and such. Yeah, not he a did. Shock. 
Yeah, All this right. is really not. Moving on. Uh, Mark says, hey, Ken, what happened to that Xenoblade 2 delay? What hasn't happened yet? Hold on. Just wait. <laughs> uh, when when I'm holding that game in my hand and I'm playing it, you know, either maybe hopefully in November, maybe in December, and then I'm just you know I'm just enjoying myself. I'm just gonna mm, maybe I'll send you that bag of gummy dicks that I was talking about. <laughs> I'll, for, I'll forward them on to Drew because he apparently likes. Gummy uh, he, dicks. He, do, he does want to eat them, so he does. Yeah, okay. I'll, I'll sit there and eat them while I stream games. There you go. Just don't say anything bad on your stream, Drew. Okay. Hey, I'm, I'm not a douchebag. Uh, Mark also well, says Octopath Traveler demo is really good. Everyone with a Switch should try it out. That's probably one of the first things I'm going to do when I get a Switch uh, is, is boot up that demo and then go for it. It looks super good. Anthony says, what are your thoughts on new copies of Xenoblade Chronicles being pressed and sold by EB GameStop uh, yet again for full price? 70 bucks in Canada. Um... I didn't know they were doing that. Well, it's their prerogative, right? They have the rights called, to print those games. Called supply and demand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. I mean, it's not like they're overcharging them. It's the it's the full price. But I will say that you can buy the game at Amazon new for like thirty five bucks. So maybe do that instead. Don't you know? Don't pay seventy dollars, BB. <laughs> All right. Uh, Settled Falcon says, "Congrats on the new puppy." What kind of dog did you get? We have a Frenchie, so much fun, and work to be prepared. I didn't even know you announced it to everybody that you had a dog. I tweeted it last night that there was a dog in my house. How's that? How's that going along? Is he adjusting well to the new? Uh, He's mellow. He's mellow. Uh, Shit, dude. sweet dude. That's the best. He's literally sat on the couch with my son and watched TV for like the last two days. Uh, how big of a dog you said he was? He's a big dog. He's a okay, great good. Dane. Oh, oh my god! <laughs> oh, you went you went hardcore. No, I, I didn't. Thought. I didn't. Oh boy, that's uh, that's all the your wives. son. Your son will be able to write that great Dane. Yeah, he will. He's uh, he already can if he wanted to. I mean, the dog wouldn't like it very much, but yeah, uh, of course not. Really. As a puppy, he's about the size of a regular dog already. Oh, wolf he's, man! I can hear him walk through the house because we have hardwood floors, so I can just hear his giant feet. Clip clopping around the house. He has yeah, very, that, very large feet. Well, that's good to hear about him being male because the dog's temperament is very, very important to uh, how well he's going to adjust and kind of live in a set environment. And you're going to keep him indoors most of the time, I assume, right? Yeah, he goes outside to use the back. We have a huge backyard, so he has plenty. Okay. Of, like you know, him and my son will go out in the backyard and play, and they have plenty, plenty of room to run. So perfect. But yeah, he's you know I was. I'm I'm the 33% that did not want the dog. It was the other 66% that wanted it. So right. obviously in a democracy, I lose, but I'm in a marriage, so it, I was going to lose anyway. But <laughs> I, I so far, I'm not upset. He hasn't done anything to really upset. I mean, he's he's peed in the house twice. He's still being potty trained. But most of the time, he goes outside. So As long as he doesn't like chewing up controllers and such. No, no, so far, he's... I mean, he chewed a couple times on the couch, but everything else around the house he hasn't touched. Cool. So, so far, so good. And I think if he's mellow now, while he's being learning what he can and can't do, I think that's probably a good thing. Let's just hope we don't snap on you. Yeah, from what I read about those dogs, they're very, they're very calm dogs. Like as Unless a person, he wants a gigantic Great Dane jumping on you. Yeah, yeah. He he will oh. not jump on me. Like he will come up to me and 
he'll put his paw on my foot, but he won't jump. So they're very timid. Like we have a little step off the back door to go outside, and he like takes a good fifteen to twenty seconds before he'll do it. <laughs> mm. So uh, Just he keep also... him away from the rabid bats. Okay. Uh, Settle Falcon also says, each of you, tell us one thing we don't know about you, don't be shy, anything goes. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, I feel like we've done this before on the show, so I feel like it would be very difficult for me to come up with something that... I I listened to and liked the Spice Girls back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> Is that like a dark secret of yours? I have just... I have all of their albums. Wow. How many albums do they have? I think they have like three or four or something like that. I don't remember. Okay. Wow. Uh, I have a cactus, <clears throat> which I've named Spike. Of course. <laughs> yeah. I, I water it every week. We have a great relationship. It's, it's been I mean, what else would you name it? Exactly. Yeah, it's yeah, a pretty good name. Or you can name. Is it, it like one of those Christmas cactuses where it, you know, it blooms and they're? Uh, no, no, no. It's just a regular axe cactus. Um, I've had it for years upon years now, and it's still going strong. And it's perfect because I had a, I had a couple of regular plants, but I was always forget to water them, and they would always die. But a cactus is perfect for me and my forgetfulness. It's watered once a week, whenever, and it's just good to go. Mm-hmm. Anybody else think of anything before I move on? I can't really think of anything. Drew? I mean, I, I, I guess. You, I, you I like know. to eat bags of dicks. <laughs> we did learn that today. I do enjoy a couple of bags at least once a week. Um, nah, I don't know. Uh, I've shared a lot of my life on this podcast and on Phoenix Down. Yeah, yeah. Uh, most people know about my previous relationship. Uh, that's pretty much the most personal. Okay, I'll tell you this, and I don't think a lot of people uh, have ever seen this before, and it's going to be very morbid, but I'll go ahead and say it anyway. Um, I have seen someone die in front of me before. Okay. Uh, so when I was 16 years old, I was out in the yard with my dad doing yard work, and there was a horrible head-on collision uh, right in front of my yard. And uh, a 16-year-old girl, same age as me, got ejected from the car. Jeez. And, of course, me and my dad were the first ones there. Uh, they called 911, and then that girl died right in front of me. Jesus Christ. Wow. Yeah. Traumatizing. I've That's seen awful. some shit in my day. You know, this, this is some weird topic because I'm like... I have a cactus named Spike, and you're just like, I've seen a person die right in front of me. It's like I, I bring shit. I bring up the wild stuff, dude. I'm a security guard. I've seen all sorts of shit. Yeah, I stole the the, the jack off story. Is still the, the, the yeah the the, the guy great. whacking off in front of me was was probably the worst one. Did I say that on the show? I can't. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I did that one. Yeah. I did the. Did I tell you about the kid that punched the the woman? Yes. Yep. Yeah. We okay, I've done that one. Okay. Yeah. I've got a bunch of others. I'll just have to think of them. Yeah, you got to keep them because you got to have content, you know? I know. I've dealt with meth heads, um, just wild, insane people. 
Alright, let's uh, move on to more positive notes in life. Uh, Mark wants to know, still finishing up Destiny 2 campaign. I haven't teamed up with anyone else yet, just solo so far. I'm a warlock and really enjoying it. Did you guys play through the story alone, or did you group up? Also enjoying contributing a lot to the ZTGD clan. It's a really fun system. Uh, For the most part, I didn't actually group up with people while I was playing through the story. In fact, I even beat the, the final boss solo. Yeah. I, it I feels the like the, the yeah the story mode felt like it was pretty pretty designed to be a solo experience from a lot of the encounters go nothing felt overwhelming at all you know there wasn't a point where I died and said like oh man I I really should have someone else with me here so it, it was fine I enjoyed the single player experience because everything else I'm probably gonna do with other people so might as well have a single player experience here yeah I did the whole thing with somebody else nice. Was it too easy, Ken, or was it just it, right? It was, or, it was yeah. pretty easy. The only times that anybody died was the platforming sections. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's how I mostly died, too. Or the guys that shoot the rockets that blind you. Those were annoying. So Yeah. Uh, all right. Nivex says, I've played Destiny 1 and enjoyed it mainly in Crucible. Can Destiny 2 help me get into raids better as a solo player? Uh, maybe. Um, they have the guided games thing, like I mentioned before, where you can uh, just kind of queue up and have a clan, you know, queue up to say, hey, we want to take some new people through the raid kind of thing. So it's, yeah. definitely de- it's definitely designed to get people to play with each other, even though they're not, like, maybe friends with each other. You know what I mean? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make it a point, since we've been talking about the guided games so much today. I'm going to make it a point to, to use it a couple times this week. And the next week, I'll talk about some impressions about it, whether it actually works or doesn't work. Because uh, I think a lot of what Destiny's problem was, the guided games can help fix. So if it does work as advertised, it can be a huge boon to the game and uh, the lasting appeal of it, too. Yep. And uh, yeah, Ken had to BRB for a second, so Drew, you're up. All right. So... um Let's do another security story. All right. Oh, I love these. Let's okay. go. Uh, so uh, I had a issue with um, a man. I, I, it was a Saturday uh, afternoon. It was boring. There was nobody there. Uh, and where I stay in this kind of like a guardhouse uh, that we have arms that we lift up to let people in. And they're made out of wood, so anybody can just kind of just roll through them if they want to. Uh, this guy uh, come pulling up probably ran about 30 miles an hour, went through the arms, uh, and but the arms did not break. They went over the top of his car, and then he went to uh, the basically the chain-link fence that we had, and, and he was basically sitting there like he was wanting me to open the, the, the fence for him. And I was like, well, I don't know what the fuck just happened there, but I guess I got to go find out. So I then walked out of the guardhouse and then walked back in, uh, and went to his car, and I knocked on the uh, the window. He rolled down his window. I'm like, you do realize you just ran through my gate, right? He's like, I need to get in here. I was like, do you work here? He said, no. I said, then you need to fucking leave. And so he backed up his car and then <laughs> left. <laughs> and I was like, and the whole time I was thinking, this guy strung out on something because you could tell that there was something off about him. Um. He was obviously high on something. 
uh, in retrospect, I don't think I should have went down there and yeah, talk, talk to him. You should have maybe called for backup or something just in case, right? I was alone, so I was the only one on property. Mm-hmm. Could have called the police, but you know, at that point, I was kind of I was younger back then, and I was just like, "Oh, what the fuck is this guy's problem?" So I, I took a mag light with me, so I was. I had a club of some sort in case I needed to in case I needed to throw down, but that was about it. You, you got to be more careful, man. Yeah, that could have definitely went uh, south because you know those people that when they're drugged up, they can be capable of all sorts of random and crazy shit. Oh yeah, I know. I've I've seen I've dealt with many a meth head before. The tales of the meth head by Drew. Mm-hmm. All right, sorry, I had to. My wife had to go to work early, so I had to put the dog up for a minute until I was done. So there you go. A little behind the scenes. <laughs> a little behind the scenes. Uh, a few more tweets here from Dustin. He says, so Metroid is awesome, but I'm getting game crashes left and right, and I'm kind of, and I'm playing on a Nintendo 3DS XL with a physical copy. kind of bums me out. Dustin actually uh, direct messaged me a few times about this. And um, during my like full playthrough, and I mean full playthrough, I got every item in that game in like 10 hours. Um, I never suffered a single crash, so I'm not sure what the issue might be. I also played through it on the new 3DS as well, new 3DS XL. So I'm not, I don't think it'll be something to do with the, the system. Uh, Maybe but a I'm defective curious. game? Hmm... I mean, it's very uncommon, but... It is very uncommon. It is a physical copy, but the case might be that something might have happened with the cart where you know it might be causing some kind of an issue. But that's also very rare, too, because those things are not easy to damage unless you're trying to damage them. So, I don't know. I would say go ahead and research other people also having this problem. Maybe it's a common issue that I didn't suffer, thankfully. But... Uh, I don't know. It's um, 3DS games generally don't crash that often. I think I've only had maybe one or two crashes during the entire use of my 3DS library of games. So that's weird. He says after playing the Octopath Traveler, they should use those graphics for the Secret of Mana remake and uh, any Final Fantasy SNES remakes. Uh, I would love like a Final Fantasy VI remake with that visual style and with new translation and voice stop, acting. Stop asking Square for Final Fantasy remakes. Well, they've they've done Final Fantasy remakes many a times. It just they just a, never considered full, one for six. Not full remakes. Like I don't think they're yeah, full Final Fantasy three full remake on they did, uh, they did, Yeah, they did that, and they also did um, four as Chrono, well. And they did Chrono Trigger too. And that um, wasn't a remake. That was a 3DS remake. No, that was a port with new content. Well, they had shit added in. That's not a remake, true. That's what I'm saying. Like, remake game. it with the, the visual style? That, yeah, I mean, Final Fantasy 4 and 3 on DS, those are remakes from the ground up. What about the PSP games? The PSP games? They had Final Fantasy 1 and 2. They're kind of, yeah, I would say they're remakes because they don't use the classic sprites anymore. So I think remake is, is, is fair there. They also added some new content. So basically, they remade Final Fantasy 1, 2, 3, 4. I'm not. They didn't. They haven't done five or six yet, and you know, Final Fantasy 30th anniversary is coming up real soon. I think it's end of September. 30th so, anniversary of Final Fantasy or 30th anniversary since they announced the FF7 remake. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> I know. 
I knew where you're going with that sentence <laughs> when you started it, and then when you ended it, and I was like, God damn it. <laughs> I could have stopped you in the middle, but I was I was thinking maybe he's gonna say something different now. That was a joke. Yeah, I mean that, it would have all revolved around it. It could have been the thirtieth anniversary of when it will come out. You know, yeah. It's... That game's gonna come out, Ken. Okay, I don't know when, I don't have confidence in it like I do with Xenoblade Chronicles two. But it will come out and we will play it and I hopefully it will be good. And um I think I think Drew, your fa- your favorite RPG of all time is Final Fantasy Seven, right? Yes. That's 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 that that remakes all you then. We need your take on that one. So I, I can't wait. Yeah. What what I've seen of it, I want to play that game. I think Me everybody too. wants to play that game. The problem is, is you won't get to at least for another yeah. ten years. So yeah. All right. I'll do it right here. You can do it on the show. We can do it like we did Skyrim versus Zelda. All right. We will see that. We'll see the first episode because I said it was going to be episodic. We will see okay. the first episode of that game. You, you gonna put a date on it, or are you just gonna leave us hanging? Uh, I'm gonna put a date. I'm thinking. Let me think. <coughs> He's turning. just saying that we will see it. Well, I, I don't. I, no. I will see it. There's no doubt about that. I'll, I'll say quarter one, 2019. 2019. Yeah. That seems fair. That seems realistic. That, I will seems, say, that also seems ridiculous. It, it also it seems a, like a long time from now. It's a very it, long but time it, from But now. it's Square Ride. They are super slow with their games, man. That's true. And I, I would say that, uh, that you may get surprised. It may be like, oh, yeah, November of 2018, we're going to release the first episode of Final no, Fantasy VII. To- Tokyo Game Show is going to be coming along. They're just going to shout and drop the full game right there. No. Shit. No. It's downloaded today. No. Episode 1, 2, and 3. They'll give you, they'll give you a one-fight demo today. That's about it. Hey, I'd, I'd be super happy with that too, man. And that's the only thing you're going to play until, I think Drew is right, 2019 for Episode 1 seems perfectly reasonable in Square Timeline, and it mm-hmm. seems absolutely ridiculous in Video Game Timeline. Yeah, well, the thing was announced that's, like that's three what years we've come ago. to expect. Three years that's, ago. That's, that's what we've come to expect from Square Enix. I don't yeah. know. I don't know why they do. I think the project manager <laughs> Square Enix needs to be fired. Because they don't know how to do their timetable for their projects, man. <sighs> it's crazy. They have so much resources, too. It's not like they're shorthanded. They're not an indie studio, you know, and just they're trying to make it with two programmers working on a full video game. They have, you know, they have dozens of employers working on sections of the games. And it's, yeah. it's not even like they have to write the damn game. It <laughs> exists already. <laughs> they're not going to do a one-for-one. <clears throat> you know, they totally should do a one-for-one. I'm sure Barrett would be really well received in this day and age this game th- this guy are sick and then you know things of that nature as long as they keep the cloud cross uh, dressing scene that, that's, that's good. from what I, I understand that's something there. they said they were going to take out because the way it was handled originally was kind of offensive sure it was but that's that's part of the charm you know yeah but it, that, that's we not... didn't know any better in the 90s well it's we know better now no and it's not no, gonna man. it's not gonna stand just just like I said in the starcraft Remaster review. You got to preserve the classic integrity. It's not even turn based. What? Final Fantasy Seven remake. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're not preserving anything. Don't lie to yourself. Preserve the characters in the story, man. It's That's cool. not happening either. Anyway, moving on. Uh, Dustin says I finally finished Mother Three, and I can see why Nintendo never brought it over with the transgender characters and male lip locking. Is that the reason why Nintendo wouldn't bring a game? You think? I. 
during that time period, yes. Yeah, I okay. can see that. Okay, sure. I, I mean, it, it, it was fine in Japan, I guess, since it came out over there. Are we really that much more conservative than Japan? We were then. In a lot of in a lot of ways, yeah. yeah. Mm, sure. I mean, but why I, not do it now? Mm, I think at this point, maybe they're afraid it just won't sell. I don't know. I, I don't know. Uh, also, I didn't enjoy it as much as Earthbound, but the ending was well done. Maybe one day we'll see it over here. Would be nice. Final tweet. When I beat a game, I always watch the credits. I never do this with movies. What do you guys tend to do? Mash the skip button. Yeah. The, depends I, I on, only depends tend on to watch... I only tend to watch the credits if I feel like there's a good chance there's going to be something happening afterwards that I'm going to miss if I skip. I never skip them, but I never watch them. I put the controller down and go do something else until the ending is almost done, and then I see if there's something at the end. Um, it's interesting because now that I think about it, I never watch the credits for any movie unless it's like a dumb Marvel movie that I got to save for the after credits for. But when it comes to credits for games, there's there are times I just kind of sit there, listen to the music, and watch the credits roll. Because, like, I beat Persona 5, right? That game took me, like, 90, 80 hours to beat. And I'm not in a hurry to skip through that cutscene at that point. I've already invested 80 hours. There's this really cool track that pops up showing illustrations of all the things that you've done, seeing the characters, arts, and stuff like that. And that's just a really good moment to kind of say goodbye to this game that I've had in my life for so many hours. Uh, and I think that's a good like send-off to a lot of games. Some some games do that with their kind of like ending, but I think games are made and credits were made to be seen. They weren't made just to be throwaways. I think developers want the credits to be seen, not just because of the acknowledgement they get, you know, from having made said game, but because some of the messages and kind of the impressions that you can leave a player. I remember beating Hellblade. Um, have you finished Hellblade yet, Ken? No, it's still something I'm not in the mood to play right now. Gotcha. Uh, so when you finish Hellblade, uh, if you ever get around to it, and I recommend that you do, um, the the ending song plays, and if you start listening to those lyrics, they're they're really powerful, and they really put me in a certain mood after the game. And it was like, it's like, man, if I didn't sit through the credits, if I didn't listen to the song, I actually would have might have felt a little bit different compared to what I have felt afterwards. So I think credits are pretty important in video games there- more so than they are for movies. There was a game recently that had like half hour credits that you couldn't skip. And I was trying oh, to sure. remember, it was this. Yeah, I was trying to remember what it was because it drove me insane. So you want to hear something really funny? Mm. I, I'm like that with all my games where I want to. I'll, I'll, I won't sit through the credits, but I will. I will let them play out to see if there's anything at the end. Um, Battlefield Bad Company. I didn't know this. When you beat the game. The credits fucking repeat. They, so they just sat, like ad nauseum. They just they, they, they just keep going, and the same fucking song plays over and over again. <laughs> and I swear to God, I sat there like looking at my computer for like twenty minutes, saying, "What the fuck is up with these credits?" <laughs> and they just repeat. I didn't know that. That's what a, what a weird thing to have a credits repeat after they finished. I don't. They know. really wanted to make sure you saw them. Yeah, just to make sure. I don't know. Yeah, it's and there's times where the credits are, are well done. You know, like in Injustice and stuff like that, um, or even Mortal Kombat. Like they have those those weird like uh, statues and shit like that. 
Yeah, yeah, Killer Instinct has cool credits too where it shows a bunch of fights. And then um, Infamous has always had a really cool credits scene because they've always had like, um, like oh. visual shit. Uh, um, who finished Final Fantasy Fifteen here? I did. I did. Ryan, did you not play that? Right? No, I didn't play that. Um, do you care if I talk about what what comes up in the credits? I will never play it ever. So okay. you can talk about so whatever is, you th- want to talk about. This is not a spoilers uh, spoiler credit, but at the end of the credits. You see all the pictures that you've taken and you've saved, mm-hmm. like yeah. roll by, kind of like the memories of your journey with yeah. these uh, with these individuals, and I, that's like that's like a great send off. And then uh, you, to, to you a game get like to that. pick the one picture to keep. Yeah, yeah, things like that. Like I think you could be really clever uh, with how you do your credits and really make them feel more impactful, like they're part of the story in some ways. Uh, not a lot of games do that, unfortunately, but Earthbound they do. Did it. Uh, Earthbound did it. If you ever remember, uh, Final Fantasy VI has, in my opinion, the best credits song of all time. It meshes together every single character theme. We're talking over a dozen character theme into one gigantic theme as they're making their getaway from this, uh, like you know, like fall, this island that's like falling apart. So you see like bits of story between characters. You hear their theme, and it's presented with this like book that's like uh, constantly like turning pages. It's just beautiful. It's just gorgeous. You want to so, know, you wanna know well, what the ahead. best credits are? What? Jackie Chan movies. Oh, those are great. Those, uh, outtakes. What are those? Yeah, outtakes. Yep, every movie, there's an outtakes in the credits, especially like th- Rumble in the Bronx where you get to see him break his, his foot. Yeah. Do you think they'll be that one for that serious movie he's doing? Oh, the, the Taken, basically yeah. Taken with Jackie Chan? Uh-huh. I'm I don't, sure I don't know. Be. You never know. That's true. I just watched his most recent movie, uh, Kung Fu Yoga. I watched that uh, about a week ago. It's okay. It's weird in some places. It's like there's a musical in that movie. Is it like a Bollywood? Yeah, it's a Bollywood musical in in like towards the end of that movie. It's kind of every Bollywood movie needs to end with a musical. Well, this one, this one certainly does end with a musical. That's fine. You know, having seen the trailer for Taken, I kind of want to see that movie. You mean for The Foreigner? It's called The Foreigner. The Foreigner. <laughs> yeah, it's Jackie Chan's Taken. Yeah, I know it's Jackie Chan's Taken, but I mean, I'm a Jackie Chan well, super fan. Like, anything he does, I will watch. So, yeah, because I've never seen him in a role like that, and uh, the trailer was actually you should watch. It. You should watch uh, Police Story Lockdown, or no, New Police Story. That's the one. That I've, is a, I've seen the original police story, but not new. You need to see new police story. I'm pretty sure it's on Netflix or something. But like that is his most serious role. Like he plays a um, a cop who's like over the hill and he's got a drinking problem. Mm. Um, it's it's super serious, but it is one of his best movies. Mm. Uh, police story lockdown. No, police story lockdown was the second one after that. There's one called New Police Story. Yeah, that one's not on Netflix. How Police, was the lockdown one? Is Police that one Story okay? Lockdown is essentially Die Hard with Jackie Chan. That dude, I'm done. I, I'm watching that today. Yeah, he's trapped in a he's trapped in a building with a bunch of people trying to take it over, and then he's got to work his way around to take them out one by one. Awesome. I'm, I'm watching that during lunch then. Yep. Awesome. That's it's not a bad movie. I I enjoyed it. Uh, I, okay. New New Police Story is probably my favorite of his movies. Um, because it was it was so different than anything else he'd ever done. But yeah, Kung Fu Yoga starts off with a CGI Dynasty Warriors and ends with a Bollywood musical. So, wow. And I'm I'm not even like 
kidding about the intro. It is literally CGI Dynasty Warriors. That's awesome. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Man, uh, <laughs> speaking of Jackie Chan, did you guys watch uh, like a YouTube clip of him getting the honorary award at the 2016 Governors? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, that thing when all of his like t- his original team comes out, it's like a tearjerker, dude. It's just like where he was back in the day and where he ended up. Uh, just kind of being like one of the legends of cinema, you know. <clears throat> yeah, it's just yeah. a really great journey for him. I have uh, the utmost respect for the man. Yeah, uh, his movies have always been 100 percent enter- entertaining to me. I-, I love his movies. I agree. Oh, but anyway. That's the show. Uh, if you want to tweet at us, it's at N4G Podcast. You want to shoot us an email, Z, uh, podcasts at ztgd.com. If you want to follow us individually, uh, Jay is at Botticide J, Drew at DML Fury, and Ryan is at Wombat RP. You can follow me on the side at ztgd. Also, check out Phoenix Down. Bowser finishing next week? Yeah, we're finishing it this week. We had to take it the week off. Um, I didn't have time to play through the game, but I'm going to do it this week. Uh, and <laughs> funny fact, uh, you know, we do our, our daily emails. Uh, I put, I somehow worded it weird because I said, I just want to let you know that, uh, there's not going to be a Phoenix down this week due to unseen circumstances. And then about five minutes later, I get a text from Dave saying, dude, are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, dude, I worded that completely wrong. It doesn't mean <laughs> something bad happened. <laughs> Drew seen some shit, man. And some stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the Hurricane Irma came in and and took away my house or something. Nice. <laughs> but it just goes to show you how great of a man Dave is. He is. He is. He's a he's a good, good guy. Yeah. But that is it for this week. We will be back next week. We're in the thick of it, so there'll be plenty of games to talk about. And maybe I can talk about Super Nintendo next week. They did not put an embargo on the NES when they oh. sent it. So good. Good. Looking forward to that. Uh, unless anybody has anything else. Jay can go dream about Peach Beach Splash. Hey, man. That's Justin. Andrew. <laughs> We're out. Alrighty. And it goes something like this.